ready. All right. Cool. Cool. Sitting here today with uh, with Jace. How's it going? Not too bad. How's how's it going with you, man? Oh, you know, same old, same old. Hell yeah. You want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Jace. I'm I work with Jarrell. I do a lot of hunting and fishing. True outdoorsman. True outdoorsman. Yeah, um, dude. I uh. <clears throat> been waiting for this for a while yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is uh like like you were saying the other day it's gonna be michigan out of doors up in this bitch it's be michigan outdoors on podcast right now i mean really we can talk about whatever you want to talk about yeah but, you know there's that element to it let me actually turn my ringer off I've been fucking up bad dude i've yeah. been fucking up bad for getting to do that shit yeah man so uh First off, how was your day? Oh, well, it's the uh, same as it usually is. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But Which is how? <laughs> <laughs> long? Long and... Yeah. 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 Uh, we don't need to say anything else. We don't need to say much else about that. No. All right, dude. Well, did you want to start running it or... Yeah. You want to start with out-of-state hunting? You want to talk about coyote hunting? You want to talk about steelheading? Oh, fuck, fuck dude. This is, uh, you're handing me a box of candy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, you you mentioned yotes in there. Uh, well, Ryan, if you're listening, we got a pretty good, uh, not a yote hunt story, but a scouting story that um, he was he actually brought it up. I can't remember if it was the last time I talked to him, last week or maybe the time before. But, uh, yeah, we did a little bit of howling. You ever oh, do? Oh, yeah, yeah, locator calling. Yes, That's, sir. I treat I treat coyote hunting just like I'm turkey hunting. Yeah. I I go at night. That's what I do. Yep, 100%. You know, I do that yipping, and then they'll yip back, and then I play the wind for them, you know. So. Now, do you mainly hunt them at night? Uh, I mean, in the morning, too, which I have yep. a whole different method for that, which yep. is. I try to create like a kill scene in my mind, you know, like got ravens crowing and yeah. like some distress calls, you know. Running on uh, e-collar? E-collar. You ever do any hand, like uh, mouth calls or anything like that? Yeah, I know that DNL guy, man, he, he makes some good calls, but I've never done it personally. No? Tell you what, man, that's basically uh, <clears throat> all I run. Uh, also, sidebar, if that heat gets too hot, let me know. I can uh, shut it off. You're good. Cool. Um. Yeah, man, I had um I had a bad experience with uh electronic caller. I bought it was a newer Fox Pro. It was literally the first model of it. it was supposed to be smaller and louder. It had fold of you know the speakers would fold yeah. out. And uh, I can't remember. I think I spent like five, maybe six hundred on it. It was either four ninety nine or five ninety nine. And uh, bro, that bitch was so distorted. Like you couldn't play it louder than I could. Like. I can get a mouth call pretty loud, and you could maybe play it 75% of what I could do with a mouth call before it started echoing and sounding distorted in the speakers, and uh, I ended up returning it, and uh, kind of never looked back, man. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to drop a grand on a nice Fox Pro oh, with yeah. 999 different call sounds. Yeah. It, you know, <laughs> honestly, the the recorded ones that you do yourself are the best ones. I mean. My my favorite distress call is actually a cardinal. My mom's got a bird feeder, mm-hmm. and there's they're like jars in this uh, in this bird feeder. Well, the the cardinal got caught in the jar. 
Oh, no shit. And it was a squawk. <laughs> you know, squawk, and I'm trying to reach and grab it out of my mom's bird feeder. And it kept trying to peck me and stuff. You know, I was like, screw it. I'm going to go get my, I'm going to go get my Fox Pro and record it. Yeah. And I shook up the jar a little bit. Be a <laughs> dick. I mean, it's, it's mean, but it worked. Like, Dude, you know, but, <laughs> you're going to let him out. You're going to let, I let him, him out. I let him out, you know. <laughs> I got pretty good sound from him. Yeah, bro. That's, um, pretty good success with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good sound. No shit. Yeah. See, I, I guess, honestly, when I get more time to, to get back into that type of thing that's probably what i should do is go electronic because mouth calls are nice dude but um there's a lot more movement involved and yeah uh you can't really call as much when you have them you know in your kill zone you know i mean especially if they're trotting i hate when they're trotting because trying to stop them with a lip squeak yeah about impossible the second you you make a bark at them and I, i use um like the mouth calls, mouth, kind of like a turkey call. Yep, yep. I mean, I've got, you know, tube calls too, but yeah. So if I got one of them bitches in, I can make a quick kai you know. Uh-huh. Yep. Or, and that's a, that, that coyote distress call, that stops them right now usually. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. That's it's probably my favorite way to stop them. But uh, so when you do some night hunting, what do you, like, what's the, what's the strategy? Do you have like a flopper? So I don't use a flopper. I, so there will be woods, you know, around here in Gratiot County, we got just like fields and then there's like a little chunk of woods and there's fields and chunk of woods. Yeah. So I'll just. Farmland. Farmland. I'll go find a chunk of woods and I'll do the locator call, which is basically coyotes doing a census on each other. Yeah. And you'll hear a pack or a group over there. Then I'll play to win, make sure I get downwind of them. You, the, the younger like pups and stuff are stupid. Yeah, they're, you, know, you can call them right in. Though. They're not gonna, they're not gonna wind check you that much. You're coming in. Depending but. on the time of year, you just, you, you honestly, you can pick a spot, sit down, and fucking kayak them. Yeah, there. they're so curious of what's going on. Yeah, who got hurt? You mm-hmm. know, but. And then I play to win. I try to make sure there's openings so they, they. I mean, the the mature and alphas they want to circle you. Yeah. They want to get behind you and get downwind, just like a big buck, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Especially the females, dude. Something about those fucking old dogs, dude. Circlers. Oh, yeah. Circlers. I feel like the male sometimes is is, is more following his female or the females, but there are times, dude, you can get a male to come straight to you, not play the wind. Yeah. And you can almost play into his aggression, his dominance, do. you mm-hmm. know. Well, females are a lot like... Human females, you know, they tend to be bitchy at each other. So <laughs> yeah, dude, they do, they do. Um, Same I mean, with turkeys, turkeys, squirrels, even. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Just seems to be a thing in nature. You know, deer, especially deer. Dude. Yeah, watching those ma does or the young mm-hmm. does bully the fucking mom. It's like, yep. bitch, respect your elders. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, when you're doing night calling, do you have, like, a specific uh, way you try and set up? Like, do you try and set up on a fence row and call them out of the woods, or you set up on the edge of the woods and try and call them to you? I try to get in a corner. I try to create a block behind me, whether that be in a corner or, like you said, a fence row or something. Make sure I can see to my right and my left, so when they come to circle, there's no way they can sneak around me. Yeah. 
Without you seeing them. Without me seeing them, or at least getting the chance to see them. Yeah, that's, yeah, and that's kind of an art, dude. Um, I'm actually glad we started here, because have you ever watched any of Randy Anderson's uh, Calling All Coyotes? Randy, I, I have not. He's uh, one of the Primos guys. Oh, yeah, I probably have. I have watched some Primos. He's, uh, I don't know, his videos are kind of, he's extra, you know what I mean? He's yeah. always, but dude, they're, they're good fucking videos, and... um. Ryan, actually, my buddy and I, I bought a Model 12 FV Savage 204, and I got the wrong bolt pattern on it because it was the old-style uh, lock lugs, and uh, or I guess mounting screws, and uh, I ended up having to order a new stock. They wouldn't take it back because they sent me, like, the new model, and I had to get a custom one drilled and shit. Yeah. So I had the new one sitting around the house. Actually, it was the apartment, and that dude, all day we'd just sit there and watch Colin all coyotes with that with that gun stock, <laughs> yeah. dude. And like when he, you know, zoom in on one that he was gonna shoot or whatever, we'd fucking just draw the stock, dude. It was yeah. so much fun, good times. Yeah, I used a twenty two two fifty X bolt. Damn. So the two fifty, huh? Two fifty. All right. I like it. You a little, f- little more horsepower than the two twenty three. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Honestly, did I? That's the thing. Like I've I've really thought about upgrading to the two fifty. It's the cost is a little more than the 204. It's just around here, like unless you're gonna shoot across an open yeah. field, at 350, 400 yards, I'm clean with that 204. You know. Well, back when I got it, they might now, but they didn't make an AR platform for it for the 250. 250. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, yeah, they do now. They do. Yeah, well, might be worth looking into. Then. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, dude. The uh, I've actually been thinking about maybe a 243 even. Yeah, well, I thought about that too, because then you could use it as a deer rifle at the same time. Right. And I mean, those varmint rounds out of that yeah. 243, bro? Yeah. Shit. That's a screamer. That's comparable to the 250. I mean, the 250's got, I don't know, dude, it's got afterburners on it. Oh, that yeah. fucker, it's screaming. Screaming. So. I guess what what led you to the 250? Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just he just throwing his hands and around. Throwing my hands here. around. Ah, <laughs> oh, God, just a uh, brain fart. No, no, you're good. Trajectory, like Traje- the flatness, trajectory and flatness to it. A little more flatter than a 22 to 223. Um, them 204 Swifts are sweet though, dude. I love mine. Yeah. Until <laughs> I love mine. Actually, uh, what sold me on it was a coyote I shot. Fucking, dude, it might have been three. And uh second I touched the trigger, I saw fur blow out the other side of him. Yeah. Didn't feel the recoil. Didn't even hear the shot yet. Just fucking, literally, in my scope, trigger breaks, fur's blowing out the backside. And then everything else happened. I was like, holy fuck. Actually, I told a story when Jeffy was on about a crow I shot that did the same thing. Fucking blew the wings off him. Like, wings went, each wing went one way, dude. Like, it was just, <laughs> it was like you hit a water bottle perfect in the middle and shit blows out the side, you know? I same did, thing. I did the same thing with a squirrel on property line about 300 yards away. It is, I could see it, you know, like shaking its tail. Yep. Like barking. doing that barking and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to sling lead on it until I hit it. Once I did, man, it, I mean, it's just <laughs> nothing left. <laughs> no, bro. And I mean, with that 250 you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, how many shots did you take at him? Oh, hell, probably four, Jesus. five, I don't know. $20 squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> kind of worked my way up on it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You ever shoot wood trucks with it, or you save it mainly for uh, the dogs? Yeah, usually for the dogs. I, I do a little bit of wood chuck hunting, but... More or less, I see it out in the field. I just grab a 12-gauge and mm-hmm. crack it. Run up on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not bad, dude. Or I'll take the mortars and shove them down their holes. And Oh, dude, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, th- I thought you meant, like, mortar tube. No, I was going to say, god damn, like, dude. <laughs> like a firework. Hang time on yeah. that thing. Yeah, that's, um, they're my worst enemy. One of yeah. woodchucks. Fucking hate them. Fucking hate them. Woodchucks and dogfish, dude. Oh, there's something about dogfish. I like them. They look prehistoric. I mean, they're they're cool. They're a beautiful fish. A lot of people think they're ugly. I think they're beautiful, but just their characteristics, man. Like I grew up a couple miles from a swamp. Well, actually, it wasn't a swamp. Well, it kind of was a swamp. It was like a bayou. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it was Ducks Unlimited had oh, bought like some of it too. Stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. wetlands and. Depending on what area you were in, it was swampy. But, you know, I'd, fuck, dude, go out there, fish bluegills, bass, whatever. Grew up trapping on it. And then they decided to drain it, do some dike work. And then three years later, dude, they decided to fill it again. And it's like the only thing that survived in there were dogfish. Well, they've been around a long time. Like like I said, they're prehistoric. They found a way to survive. Yeah. (laughs) That they have, dude. Mm -hmm. Yep. That and whatever that, it's not milfoil, some sort of other weed that turns into like slime. There's a lot of milfoil in there too, but that Milf, shit. Milfoil, man, it just takes off. Dude. Like, almost yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, you, like literally this time of year is the only time you can get your boat in there. In about two weeks, yeah. that shit's going to be up so thick, it's not even, can't do anything. Yeah, I can't, even, I can't run in a lake with milfoil and with, with the jet boat because it just gets right into the. Right into the impeller, yeah. you know, so it's just, <laughs> yeah. you, you need that water suction even for them to move, so. Yeah, and uh, even if you had, like, a stomp grate or anything, dude, it wouldn't. It don't, it just clogs it. it yeah, just... it would pull it off the top of your intake, but it wouldn't get it out of the chute, you know yeah. what I mean, out of the discharge, like sh- fucking a cork plug in yeah, that Yeah, it's too. pretty much <laughs> like a cork, is what it is, yeah. just zoonk, no power. Yeah, you ever fuck with uh, surface drives? <sighs> I, yeah, but I never, I've never owned a surface drive. You just don't run with enough mud or I just don't know. <laughs> I'm running, I run in the rivers, man. So it's nice and smooth as a jet. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's something we'll dig into in a little bit too. Yeah. But, uh, I just wanted to touch on one more thing with the Yotes. You said you don't use a flopper. I don't use a flopper. So what do you, uh. I go pure calling. So, like, when when they're in range, let's say you see them at, like, a buck fifty. Crack them. When do you stop calling? Like, do you, you don't walk I them I call into... until they quit calling. When they tell when they quit coming, I'm, 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 I'm flinging lead at them. Let's say you're not walking them into, like, 60 yards. And... <laughs> no. Okay. All right. <laughs> I feel good up to 300. Yeah. That, dude, that is, yeah. But it's something about a close dog. Yeah. <laughs> something about getting them bitches close. Cool. Well, what else you got on there? Well. We can always circle. But actually, you know what? While we're on the topic, you ever kill any fox or? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. So 
How about bobcat? You ever have a cat, I have cat never, come in? I have never killed a bobcat, but it's the area we lived in. Mm-hmm. I'd like to trap one, go up there and trap him this year. Same, dude. That's what I've been doing recently. I haven't really been doing a lot of coyote hunting. I've been trapping them more than... No shit. Yeah. I need to get back into trapping, dude. It's more efficient. And <clears throat> you can not stay up all night. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely more effective, more efficient. As long as uh, you're not in an area where somebody's running beagles or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. I always had that issue, too. Fuck, dude, there was one day I probably would have had three or four. It was literally across maybe a 10-mile span, and I had two traps back-to-back, had fox tracks on it, pan froze. I'm like, fuck. That's how I started my morning. Right. Finished checking my line. Had one gray fox. I was like, all right. Well, actually, I'd kind of given up on the morning. I went in to get something to snack on, and my neighbor came across because I had that on his property. And he took a walk, and he was like, maybe you should come out here and uh, check your trap. I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it. You know, He's <laughs> like, I think you should probably come check it. You know, I think he just kind of knew I was bummed. Right. Because you know, the other two, that I literally had them fucking... Walking all over my pan, oh, dude. It takes it a minute froze. to figure it out, but once you got it, you seem to, it, once you, you build your confidence up, you feel like. Yeah. And honestly, what had happened, dude, is like, um, I would get under like creek, like, uh, like ditch embankments where it's kind of overhanging and then you got that dry dirt up underneath, right? Yeah. I'd wait till it'd freeze and I'd go get that dirt yeah. and then I'd fill five gallon pails and that's what I would use to like. Oh, yeah, for your, like, wax dirt yeah. type of deal. Yeah, instead of waxing it up or it's, putting antifreeze in yeah. it, I just get completely dry dirt once it froze, and for whatever reason, dude, it was like that night it did some some funky shit. I can't remember if it was, like, kind of mixed rain and snow or yeah, if that, it just thawed. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Dude, yeah, and then literally I, I was trying to fucking set my trap off, wouldn't jump. And yeah. I would take the coffee filters. I'd poke a hole in the dog of the pan, you know, the, the yep. latch put it over the pan that way i didn't get dirt underneath and everything yep. and it it's, didn't matter it wouldn't people go do that i use wool sheep wool oh yeah all right fuck yep. yeah underneath the pan underneath the pan so you yep. can't get some dirt in there and then i'll take wax paper and kind of put like over top of the pan but i'll use but i'll put it like weave it between the jaws yep and that'll keep it from getting too moist you know yeah i do know <laughs> and if it does, I mean, it'd probably run off anyway with the wax paper. Yeah. It'll hold it off for a day if you need to. Yeah. Take a break. Take a break. <laughs> you ever uh, night latch any of your, your pans? No. Bro. I would highly recommend. Do you do any sort of mods? Like, do you tune I, them up, file them down? I, I run Minnesota Trap Line, and they're pretty well. They're waxed? Or no, oh, the the brand, the brand, okay, and, yeah. and they're they're pretty well ready to rock right from the like if I was if I'm running a duke trap, yeah, I you, will file it down. You got to tune it. Yeah, everything is stamped on a duke. Yeah, yeah, I mean you can you can when you're setting the pan on that on the Minnesota trap lines, you can hear it just when you're pushing on it, you hear it click, yep. and it's ready. Like it's hair trigger at that point. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what I mean by night lash. You know, you'll have your. And obviously you guys won't see this, but, you know, yeah. you'll have your latch and then you can file it in a little bit. So yeah. it's kind of stair-stepped. Yeah, that, I, you do, I do do that in Dukes. Yeah. Because they're, they got, like, such a long trigger that's, like, 
Yeah, dude. it feels like it moves forever, dude. Even their kind of bears, yeah, like them bitches swing past forty five degrees before some of mm. them trigger. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Take your round file, get it so it sits. Especially with um, do you ever do like a trap die or do you wax them? I wax them, but then, well, I dye them. I dye them and then I wax them. Okay, your footholds are all of them. Footholds. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll, I won't get like, sometimes I'll use like the redwood, like dye you can buy. Mm-hmm. But what I really like to do, and it's cheaper, is I'll take a black walnut, the uh, green black walnuts and yep. boil them and then throw them in there. It's a natural black dye. Dude. And when you dump that water, oh, yeah. worms, mm-hmm. worms, bro, <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah. That jug loan in there, just something about the worms, man. They don't like it can't breathe yeah i mean they can't breathe when you throw them in the water either after a fish but (laughs) (laughs) yeah man yeah that's good shit that's just uh i hope we're not nerding out too much here but that's just we'll get into trapping later we'll get get there we'll get there there's there's some shit so yeah what what do you have up uh i see you brought some paper brought some paper notes notes wherever you want to go with some notes Hey, I'll let you run it for a minute, bro. Oh, Whatever you want to dig into. Want to talk about some steelheading? I would love to. They're good this year. I would love to. Yeah. Give me me a rundown on your season. Well, probably got into the 50s, I would say. God damn. Yeah, with the limited time we had, you know. When did you start? Oh, God, probably. I I would say beginning of March I got started. Holy shit. I was thinking like February, bro. Yeah. March? March? You're starting in March? Yeah, I didn't really do much in February because I got had all that like dental stuff done. So you knocked out 50 steelies in about three weeks. Yeah. Dude, that's... I figured out a rig, and we'll talk about the rig. Okay, all right. So, and that that's all out of the boat, right? It's all out of the boat. Throwing tots? Uh, no, I'm running beads. Okay, running we'll beads. talk about the rig. We'll yeah, talk about yeah, the rig. I'm, I'm intrigued. Beads. Yeah, we're... I'm intrigued. Been running 15 gram float... Three-eighths inline sinker. Yep. You make them yourself? Uh, no. Bro, I'll, I'll have to put you on making slinky weights. We'll get to that when we start talking Inlines. about tying flies. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> inline, three-eighths, and then I go about four foot of shot line, which is going to be... So I go 15-pound blood run mm-hmm. for the main line. Then I go to inline sinker, which is a nice swivel. I used to just go split shots before I figured out the inline sinker. Do you but, run a snap swivel on that? No, because the inline sinker itself is its own swivel. So you're basically, I used to oh, go. Oh, yeah, you're buying them, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's its own swivel. Yep. And then I go four foot of 12-pound fluorocarbon leader. Well, shot line, not yep. leader, my bad. And then I, if it's dirty water, I'll run AB, which is about, I go about every foot, a little split shot of AB. If it's clean and low. Every I, foot? Every foot. Okay. And then I go BB, which is just a little smaller. Yep. Then I'll go eight pound floral. I go micro swivel, eight pound floral carbon leader. I put my bead on there. And then I'll tie off double clinch knot to the hook, another foot with another, another bead. Another, another bead. Damn. So I'm running like a tandem rig for no steelhead. Shit. Yeah, it works good. What size bead? 
10 millimeter. That's a good bead. Yeah. Okay. That's a good bead. Don't mind me hitting my vape over there. Is yeah. it, if it bothers you, I It won't. don't bother me, man. Okay, all right. Yeah, dude. Uh, oh, also, um, I've got ice in the cooler. Well, gallons of ice if you wanted to put that water in there or anything. And then there's, I got an Angry Orchard in there. Saved one Ooh. for you. It's a, it's a can. It's a peach mango. Peach mango. Yep, I don't know if you've had it yet. I have not had it. No pressure, but no pressure. those are in there. Oberons are in there. Once I get my coffee done, I'll probably crack a Buran, you know. We'll try this. Those Obi-Wans. We'll try this peach mango here. Hell yeah. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> How's it feel to be drinking at work, bro? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, they're pretty good. I yep. like it. I like it a lot. Hell yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna make that my ringtone. I like it a lot. Like it a lot. <laughs> so running these bead rigs, man, is that basically what you nailed all fifty on or did, oh, it, yeah, did it take I mean, you ten or fifteen to find it? Oh I mean I mean I just figured it out that with the inline sinker this year i used to run okay. i used to run like three eighths worth of split shot and a bulk shot above the shot line to kind of get it down there quicker yep but then i was running a micro swivel below that and i figured out when they're gator rolling the little micro swivels don't hold up they don't do much do no they? so if you put a bigger swivel which on an inline swivel you're still disguising it because it looks just like a bulk setup yeah and you get a better swivel that's my that's my mindset to it. I caught more fish this year. Are you running uh, black swivels, bronze, silvers? Well, just regular lead, and then I dye them in Coca Cola. Oh, you dye them? Yeah. No shit. Well, Coca Cola will do that. I'll turn them black. Yep. Like a darker color. I can't. You're talking your inlines? Yeah. No, I'm I'm talking like your micro swivel. Oh, I just run a Raven. They're just. Whatever color they are, like what, a dark whatever, gray or something. Yeah, there. whatever you grab. Hell yeah. yeah. Yep. Because even, um, the only reason I ask is because even like crappie and last summer I kind of fell into uh, running blacks, dude. Like steelies, but um, steelies I usually are run a little black. Shy. Yeah. yeah, I usually run black for steelies. I almost feel like if anything, they see it tumbling through the water and they might think it's like a like a leaf or a stick fragment uh, or something. I like I like to darken up my sinkers, and that's what I was getting with with the Coca-Cola. Let mm-hmm. them soak, soak your sinkers in Coca-Cola for a day, and yep. they'll darken them right up. Now, do you do that all at once, or do you just... Oh, yeah, I just get like a solo cup and throw them all in <laughs> yeah, there yeah. and <laughs> let them soak in there for a day. Dude, that might be why you were doing so good. It's that... Is that Coke? It could be. They're like, I got some Coca-Cola. <laughs> like, God damn, is that caffeine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amping them up. So what's your favorite part about steely fishing? Just the fight. I like how they just react. Aerial. They're not they don't got the power a salmon does, obviously, but they're so they fun. get they acrobatic. They're so fun, dude. Yep. I mean a nice fresh. Especially in the fun, fall. But... In the fall, man, they're nuts. Dude, uh yeah. Fall fall steelies. Have you ever fucked with Coho? I that's like my worst enemy, man. Really? Yep. I am not a good coho fisherman. Woodchucks for me, coho for you, huh? Yep. I am not a good coho. <laughs> I am kings and steelhead, and I know there's cohos in there. I seen them on the gravel. Yep. They're just my Can't worst enemy. Them. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm super successful with them, but, you know, usually, um, honestly, dude, PM Wigglers and fucking, uh, my grandpa makes 
these egg flies with pom-poms where you get just a fucking bag, a couple bags of pom-poms from the fucking craft store. You get your Kevlar thread, put it on a needle, and you just thread as many as you can on the thread, right? Oh, really? And then you take your thread, put it in your bobbin, and you'll tie, well, it'll already be in your bobbin. You'll just, you know, thread it out, thread a bunch of pom-poms, and you'll tie tag end on the hook, slide the pom-pom down, tie it on, and then make a loop. And then put another pom-pom in the loop and tie it on. I so it's you. just a couple eggs yeah. that are floating. Yeah, I like it. Bro, killer. It looks like a cluster. Dude, yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. That's the word I was looking for, yeah, a cluster. cluster. Dude. And they're fucking, he, dude, he's made them with like blue and white, fucking mm. green and orange, like colors that you wouldn't even think would do anything. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's what it is. Bro. And that's, that's literally what it is. You'll be mm. throwing red and yellows, pink and whites. You're like, yep. what the fuck is going on? Then you'll switch to like blue and green and yep. it's like fish on all day <laughs> why i'm you know? a big peach color fan but it's that's in the manistee river now like yellow colors in the muskegon it's mm-hmm. a weird it's a weird concept i honestly i think it's got a lot to do with water clarity too because muskegon sometimes i almost feel it's got a permanent taint tint it's a little tainted not always yeah but most of the season there's like that tea tint mm-hmm. muskegon's prime yeah. Same with the PM mm-hmm. Prime, yeah, like crystal clear. Yeah, you're looking at the bottom of 25 foot holes, like there's fish in there. Yeah, yeah. How do I get it to them? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the zebra mussels. Man, there's a ton of zebra mussels in there, and they just cleared that water right up. Oh yeah, you're talking to the manistee. Yeah, yeah. Well, both all of them now, but I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Muskegon too. Muskegon too. There's some wide ass stretches in the Muskegon though, where you can yeah. fucking. Wait 150 yards out into the river and just like, oh man, I'm not even across it. Well, that's exaggerating. Maybe it's still, seven, it's still like there's a lot of rocks in the Muskegon too. So taking a boat on the wide, narrow, like skinny stretches, mm-hmm. it paranoids you almost. Have you ever thought about uh, lining your boat with poly on the bottom? Uh, I have. It's probably a smart move to make, especially what? in the Muskegon. There's a lot of rocks in there. Why haven't you pulled the trigger, bro? Yeah, just. <laughs> You know, <laughs> working on it. I'm just uh, busy fishing. <laughs> I'll worry about it when something happens, I suppose. It might be too late at that point, bro. <laughs> Put a little patch job on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Measure it out. Cut a patch at work. Fucking take her yeah. home. <laughs> you going for your elk or bear tag this year? Mm-mm. No. And honestly, that's something I'm kind of upset about. Honestly, haven't been... Uh, putting in for him at all i haven't really been doing a lot of hunting the last couple of years man other than yeah. like small game i uh actually my brother when he was living up in onaway he sent me some pictures of uh heard of elk that was literally about probably 100 yards from his property line in his neighbor's oh, field man. yeah he, i got yeah oh man <laughs> he's got he's he had bear on his trail cams yeah. and stuff and he was like look at this motherfucker like it was literally him and his son walking down the trail and then like an hour later there's a bear following them down the trail really it's like, it's like what the fuck dude i ran into a bear on away before yeah yeah out mushrooming oh no shit yep well ran into its den tell me the story bro well i'm was, eager <laughs> <laughs> well i was mushrooming and i was in there deep it's like this is like low land like swampy swampy mm-hmm. dumb like miles of turn around but i'm but there was finding mushrooms, so it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at, I found it. <laughs> That's the most logical That's thing a, I think I've ever heard. Yeah. I should get out of here, but I'm finding mushrooms. <laughs> it felt it felt weird. So I get in there and I see the den, you know. So 
This is before I carried a gun also, by the way, so. Damn, bro. All right. Now now you got me now titillated. Now good. You got me titillated. So, so I find the den, you know, I'm kind of looking at it. Oh, look, look, a bear den, you know. I, I seen, I seen fresh dirt out of it. So I knew. Damn. I knew. <laughs> I should have just turned around. And I kind of did. But, and then this is like probably the scariest moment in my life. I, I hear the wolfing like a, whoop, whoop, you know. Yeah. I looked and there she is. I'm pretty sure she, she there's like cubs running up the tree. Damn. I was like, I'm dead. I, I knew I was dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of put my arms out wide and backed out, and she didn't. She didn't follow. She or didn't anything? follow. She just kind of kept close to her clubs that were climbing up the tree at that point. And damn, I just kind of got out of there. Ah, uh, but now I carry a ten millimeter. That scared the shit out of me. Yeah, bro. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean. It's probably wise. <laughs> you know, honestly, anything, 380, 22 would even yeah. be fine. Just yep. honestly, that time of year, you know, yeah, it's, it's, you get to late fall, dude, yeah. when they're maybe looking to hibernate, not necessarily hibernate, but when they're trying to put on some more fat for winter. Yeah. Dude, if they put their eyes on you and they're going to eat you, they're going to eat you. That's when you probably need the 10 mil or 45 yeah. or something like that. Well, that's the, the 10 mil is what they recommend in Alaska for, like, grizzlies and mm-hmm. shit. So I figured, you know what, go big, go home. It's actually, uh, I was looking at stats the other day, actually. I can't remember if Outdoor Life did a thing or if it was Field and Stream, but they did a breakdown of, uh, I think it was the last 20 years of bear attacks that were thwarted or a round was fired, and the majority, I think, were 10 mil, second was 44 mag, and then 45 ACP. Really? And I kind of thought it'd be the opposite. I thought 45 would be at the top. Oh, yeah. And then your 10 mil, and then maybe 44 mag, but... Oh, man, 44 mag's been around a long time, though. That used That's like some cowboy shit for it, them, you know. But. It's been around a while, but I'm just thinking, dude, like, revolver? yeah. 44 mag. That's balls. Ruger Red Hawk, you that's, know. That's ballsy, dude. Like, <laughs> like if you can if you can get a double stack 10 or 45, no, like. And my thought was is I'm just going to pull the trigger and pray to God if I got one. <laughs> <laughs> just all the bullets I could have, you know. Just going to hope her name's Yeah, dude. And that's what I was saying. Like, this time of year, 22 or anything would probably be more than enough because that noise, yeah, probably more than enough to startle her. Yeah, they're more. They're not gonna kill you to eat you. They're gonna knock you. They're gonna make you not be able to hurt her cubs right. this time of year. Right. Yeah, man. That's uh, decapacitate you. Exactly. Get you neutralized. <laughs> neutralized. <the> <laughs> so you ever fuck with? Uh, just talking about mushroom and like. Uh, you ever fuck with like summer foraging where you're looking for like. Uh, chicken of the woods, pheasant backs, anything like that. I know people who do. I just stick to morels, and that's fair. I was yep. I was gonna go in and ask you. Uh, I got a couple foraging questions actually. What your uh, what your favorite foraging item is? I think you just answered the that. morale mushroom for sure. So, what's your favorite uh, way to eat them? Solo? You make them with like back straps? Well, I either kind of mess them in with burger. Okay. Kind of make like a burger mixed in with morels, or I'll Bomb. just or I'll just take flour and fry them in butter and you mm-hmm. know, the traditional way, classic dude. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, 
And when you say mix them in with butter, you talking like I'll just fry them in butter as well. I'm yeah. sorry, I meant burger. You mix them in with burger. You burger, mean like yeah. chopped? Oh yeah, like your burger, like you make burgers out of, and just mm-hmm. kind of mix them in with the burger and okay, grill them up. Never Pretty tried good. that. Never tried that. Really good. I've done almost like uh, you ever do like mushroom and onion with your steak. Yeah. Saute and put them on top. I've kind of done that. They're a little, little bit harder to do that with because they do crisp up a little quicker. Yeah, I've had them that way. Bomb. Bomb. Dude, it'll flip a steak. You'll be like, God damn. <laughs> I need another steak. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Another good way to eat them is like, if you know a guy that makes summer sausage and stuff, have them put in summer sausage. Bro. Bro, that's a bomb. I've never even thought of that. Yeah. I had mush, like venison, morel, jalapeno cheese summer sausage before, and it was like... With jalapenos, bro? <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're speaking my language, bro. Oh, yeah. It was... Yeah. God damn. Like a... Damn, dude. Like an orgy in your mouth. Yeah, dude. How would you separate? <laughs> you would just spend all day... Chew- hey, what have you been chewing on, Jace? Jalapeno, <laughs> yeah. morel, cheese, venison... <laughs> Like cud, dude. Good. Damn. So you've been out mushrooming at all, like, so far this year? I haven't had much luck so far this year. I did see the dandelion starting to pop, though, so that's a good sign. Yeah. I've been, uh, told a couple of people this. I kind of, I seen it on the podcast. I'll think about it. I might cut it. might bleep it. Yeah. But when, uh, the thorn apples start flowering, that's, oh, yeah. that's usually, like, prime time. It's at least... Around, like, where I usually shroom. Right. You know, uh, about a week or two after that, you start really finding them up north, like, around Mesick and shit. Yeah. But uh, not even two weeks. Definitely the week after they start. Sometimes it's around the time they start budding. Yeah. So I kind of start looking around when they start budding. But, like, right now, dude, you got the flowering magnolias and shit. Yeah. Those are going, like, For in, sure. in another week or two. Mm-hmm. Thorn apples will be popping. Yeah. And then it's, like, it's on. Yeah. Like, this weather coming this weekend... That's, gonna, I think it's going to be the beginning. Yeah. Like, I know people who've been finding like little, little small ones right now, but not. I have seen some stunted ones. I've also had people show me pictures of like some honkers where they're like, look at what my boy found or look at what this guy found last yeah. week. And it's like, I don't know, man. No, the last couple of years, you know what they've been doing? Is posting pictures from last year. Yeah. And being like, look what I just found. I just found a two liter bottle. Size. Dude, getting people out, <laughs> get, getting people out in the woods, wasting their afternoon. Yeah. Getting frustrated, like they must not be popping this year. It's a good strategy. It is a if, good strategy. If you're a cunt, yeah. dude. <laughs> nope. I usually just wait a few weeks after I found them, and then I'll say something after they're probably dried out. Yep. After exactly, dude. Once they start falling over under their own weight. Yep. Yeah, that's good shit. That's good shit. How'd we get off on that? I have no idea. <sighs> we went morale mush. Oh yeah, we were talking about on away, and that's where I was mm. mushrooming. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Dude, I'm sorry. I we're good. I apologize yeah. in advance because my ADD is probably going to take us. Hey, and I'm not using it as, as an excuse. Hey. I'm just warning you. If I get too it's, far away from whatever we're talking about, just hey, wave it's, that it's list. Dude. Good conversation. <laughs> I mean, it's been taking me over three hours. Three to four. I don't know if you've listened to any of the podcasts yet, but they're ramble fests. Yeah, there's a couple good ones. Actually, they're all. I like them all. They're they've all been pretty good, but there's a few I'm not proud of my rambles in. You know what I mean? Right. When I say a couple good ones, that's what I mean. It's right. like a couple good ones where I didn't overly ramble. Man, I got 13 points for elk this year. 
been playing since 2010. 13? 13. Damn, bro. I got, let's see, I'm probably at nine for bear. So I'm hoping to get my Baldwin tag this year. I was just going to say, are you applying for uh, like UP or? No, I'm going for the Baldwin unit. Try okay. to get a big old slob close who, to home. Who was it last couple of years, a couple of years ago, nailed a fucking hog of a Bruin in Baldwin? It was out actually by uh, closer to Custer. I can't remember if it was someone at work or not. I'm trying to think of who Trent Bear hunts at work. That's the, that's the only Oh, yeah, person. Trent does. Trent yep. does. Hmm. Jameson bear hunts, too. Yep, he's actually going to Idaho. Yeah. You, you remember when? I, I think he's like two weeks out. Oh, is he going spring hunting? Spring hunting? Yeah. Hunting, that's that's what hunting. I say, dude, too. You're going to shoot some spring hunting, dude? going to go hunting. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I want to have him on maybe next week. I'm going to talk to him tomorrow and see if I can't get him on because I want to get a pre-hunt plan yeah just kind of get his perspective on what he thinks is going to happen kind of what his plan is how right. excited he is and then when he comes back i want to get a follow-up oh yeah and then just get like how'd it go what'd you do wrong what do you what what would you change you know did it's you follow a, your plan what happened to following it all that all that shit i have found hunting out of state never goes your way terrain's so different well it's, where where have you hunted out of state wyoming ohio shit. south dakota that's some open. Well, Ohio's not as open. Oh, but Wyoming. Man. Well, it Southern can be. Ohio is like the Appalachians. Oh, yeah. Getting toward Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. You're getting. I guess I should have asked it'll, where. It'll, it'll kick your ass. Yeah. I guess I should have asked where in Ohio yeah. before I just assumed. I'm thinking like on the border. <laughs> you know, no, Michigan. yeah. That's Flatlander stuff. Yeah. But you get down to Southern Ohio closer to Kentucky and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're talking. It's the Appalachians. It's the foothills of the, the Appalachians. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So how long did were you out there on your trip? Uh, in Wyoming? Yeah. Oh, I was out there for a week and a half last time I was there. After what? Oh, uh, mule deer. How'd you do? Bad. I could have killed. <laughs> I could have killed one that was very nice the first hour I was there. And why and didn't you? Because I was like, oh, I don't want to ruin it and be <sighs> stuck at the cabin for. Bro. A week and a half after killing, which I probably should have did because it was three days later. It turned eighty degree eighty degrees on the top of the mountain, and there was snow. Mm. There was snow on the top of the mountain the day we started. And then he had little. And then we couldn't see shit. nothing. You know, you know. But the first day we were there, it was this mountain in Hewlings, and we went up to the top. It was thirty-two degrees above the tree line, snow on the ground. You'd drive five miles down, it'd be mm-hmm. 80, 80 degrees, and we went and got ice cream. No shit. Yeah. That's how big the weather changed that's how in steep five it, miles. That's how steep it was? Yeah, just the elevation. Got nosebleeds and stuff. What? about elevation sickness. That was fun. Oh, yeah, dude. I can't even imagine. Yeah. What'd you climb, like 2,500 feet in that five miles or more? <sighs> I think the top was 25,000 feet, I believe. And And you dropped down to what? And fi- over five miles. I would say it would be about 800 feet above what? sea level. Yeah. So every mile you're dropping an average of 5,000 feet. I, I That's believe, incredible, I believe, dude. I believe so. That's incredible. Let me think about this. That's intense. Well, don't take my word for it. No. But I, I, but I can tell you there was Do no trees. <laughs> yeah. There's no trees. And it was. Oh, you were above Alpine? Yeah. 
and it was snow. That's up snow there. Snow on dude. the ground. That's yeah. up there. That's at least what eighteen thousand, I think. It would have to. Yeah, there's. I was above the tree line. Damn, dude, that's about forty-five degrees. And then bro. there was like a <laughs> in the town there. There was a little cafe in Hewlings. Like it says, like right there, Hewlings population like twelve. And there's a little cafe there. And the guy's like, after we, I get, he's like, oh, go to the top of that mountain. There's mountain lions up there. You can keep your eyes in the trees, you know, because they pounce you. Damn. I don't know if he was full of shit or not, but hey. Out of I, I'm, <laughs> from, I'm from Michigan and nothing's going to really kill me. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. Dude. He, everything wants to kill you in the mountains. He so. sees an out of town or he's like, I, <laughs> I got him. He won't be back. <laughs> got him. <laughs> he won't be back. Damn, bro. You ever come across any lion tracks? No, I've seen bobcat tracks before. Just they're just round and mm-hmm. like a house cat, like a bigger. house cat, just bigger. <laughs> yeah, damn man. So when you were out in Wyoming, first hour, is that would you say first hour as in like, glassing? You glassed no. him up, or first hour when I you went? Were... Sc- we went scouting the night before, and I kind of picked out like this is a good spot. You know, I seen sign and stuff. There's rubs and. So I was like, well, that's You're where in I'm the zone. Going. I'm in the zone. Yeah. So I, I set up, and in the morning, I kind of went up there and sat, and sure shit, you know, like, <laughs> witch's hour, here here he is. Yep, like a ghost out like there. Like a ghost, big, nice four by four, they call out there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, I got a week and a half. I let him go. I regretted it. But it is what it is. So the the I don't mean to beat the thought process to death, but you just your thought was my thought was I wanted to keep hunting because you only get one tag as a non-resident. <sighs> Bro, hear me out. Would you be happy with the harvest? I would have been happy with the harvest. And do you have the opportunity to make the harvest? That's kind of the process I go yeah. through. Would I be happy? Yeah. Do I actually have an opportunity? Yep. You know, and then if so, I'm not going to beat myself. But the only reason I say that is because you say a week stuck in the cabin. Yeah. Bro, you could have explored I Wyoming. Explored, I could have explored Wyoming, <laughs> but I didn't drive. Uh, and we had one vehicle. Yeah, you that's You know what rough. I'm saying? So that is rough. They would have all wanted to continue to hunt. They're not going to be like, oh, Jake's got a deer, so we're all done. You <laughs> Let know? him take the truck. <laughs> Let him take the truck. So I was like, I was like, well, I want I want my first thought. It's one of those sexu- situations where it's like you would have killed it on the last day. Yeah. So I probably probably should have just cracked it and just hung out with somebody. Or but, yeah, hunt with somebody. Yeah. You know, help be their eyes. Mm-hmm. Get a little more time with them instead of hunting separate. Now, were you, how many people did you go out with? Yeah, four. So were you all hunting separate, or were you? We in were pairs? all hunting. Well, we went in the same. We went on the same like slope. More right. or less, but we weren't hunting together. We were within, I don't know, a hundred yards of each other, you oh, know, no shit. because it's the elevation and steepness and little hills inside the mountain. Yeah. You don't feel like you are. You feel like you're further away, but you're not. But we <laughs> want, we decided for safety purposes. To stay within, to stay kind within, of line within, of uh, within at least yelling distance or. Yes, yeah, that's, that's that's a good call, especially first run out there. Yeah, first run, first run. Yeah, that's that's a good call. That's a good call. Can't really knock you. I just wish I would have been able to talk to you before he went out there. Yeah, been like, hey, dude, listen, 
very least go fishing or something in Wyoming. I you know what I mean? <laughs> Later I found out I was like not very far from one of the most famous trout rivers in Wyoming. Bro. So I could have, I probably should have packed a fishing pole and I could have went fishing, you know, dude, cutthroats or something. Dude, that's, that's like cutthroat city out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, it is. And not like get your throat cut, but yeah, catch, catch a cutthroat. Yeah. Dude. I would love to catch a cutthroat. Right. I'd like to catch a bull trout. Or a bull, dude. Yep. Fuck, dude. A bull would be fun. Especially out of some of the lakes. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. You know? For sure. Just throwing a fucking crankbait, expecting a big northern, mm. and you hit a bull. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, Ohio. Ohio. Yep. What were we, what were we hunting down there? Whites. White tails. Yep. Yeah. Um. So, how'd that go? I, same kind of situation man i'm <laughs> jeez i'm i'm a big well no it wasn't like the same situation i pass a lot of deer i'm kind of big into As i'm going should. to enjoy my time out here yeah and unless i unless i don't shoot unless it makes me shake or if it's a doe i'll just eat it so that's my theory on everything yeah but yeah so when you say you won't shoot unless it makes you shake, you talk, and when you first lay eyes on them, or you're not going to shoot them well, unless you you're know. shaking. You know. Yeah, your heart knows. You know what I'm saying? You get I that do. little adrenaline rush. You get that, don't shoot it unless you shake. Yeah. That Then you know you're going to be happy with it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That also makes it a little bit more of a challenge to overcome the, yeah. you know, it makes it more yeah. of an achievement. <clears throat> to a self achievement. I mean, yeah. you kill a deer, big deer. You show somebody they're like badass, badass. But you know what you went through to come down from right. that fucking hand it waving. It's there. Yeah. So run me through Ohio. <sighs> That's big foothills and stuff too. I mean, my th- I find a power line and then I go in deep. That's it, mo- there's a lot of state land down there, mm-hmm. and then I'll try and get off the beaten path. Because that's a big, you got to get away from pressure in Ohio. Yeah. Because now everybody and their brother knows there's big bucks in there's Ohio. monsters in Ohio, dude. So Either you got to get away from them. Either side, Pennsylvania side, Indiana side, Kentucky side, they're fucking everywhere, bro. Yeah. Everywhere. Well, I I seen a nice eight point the first day, which nothing like Michigan wouldn't have. I just let them go. And then I didn't see nothing. It rained. You'll find there that you don't see as many deer as you do in Michigan. But when you see a deer, you see a deer. Yeah. You know, he's he's big. I mean, that's why you don't yeah. see as many. You know, there's, mm-hmm. I mean, a little sparser population probably, especially in the foothills. You don't have all the yeah. farmland that's basically a fucking petting zoo for deer. For sure. But at the same time, dude, when you cut the corn, all those deer up here, they're all put into the woods. And yeah. then you're dealing with a deer that's had cover all year. Mm-hmm. He gets killed the first, second week of October, first, second week of November because his cover's gone. Yeah. And then he doesn't get to reproduce. But then you got to look at it too, dude, you know. It's my favorite time to hunt when they're cutting corn. Mm-hmm. Besides the rut. but I mean, I like stalking cornfields personally, which. In the rain. The rain or like a nice, <laughs> nice wind. Nice mist or rain. Give it that. The mist is nice. Soften up the leaves a yeah. little. But, dude, when it's windy. They stay dude, light down. You could trip and fall. Yeah. And you wouldn't know, dude. Like, you would not know. I've stalked with buddies. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story. And then we'll get back to your Ohio hunt. Just because 
This just popped in my head. Ryan, again. <laughs> There's uh, just south of my grandpa's, there was a nice little cornfield, probably 15 acres. And I'm like, we're going in the corn. He's, oh, yeah. he's like, hell yeah. So <laughs> we get all suited up, dude. And, uh, it's west wind, you know, so it's blown out of the west, heading to the east. And we're starting at the east end. We stalk all the way through the property, get to the east end. And we're looking at this. It's maybe 250 yards wide, but it's a 15-acre field, you know, f- maybe four or 500 yards long. I'm like, oh, we're going to kill a deer. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was like, while we're down here out of the wind, dude, want to smoke a joint? He was <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, fuck yeah, before we get into it. So we light up this joint and we're smoking, doing our best not to cough, being all nice and quiet. And then all of a sudden... Like, we're stuck. We make it maybe 50 yards deep, right? We're weaving back and forth. We make it, like, three passes. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm going to sit down for a minute. He's like, all right. So I sit down. <laughs> and he sits down. And next thing I know, dude, like, sun's basically gone and we're waking up, dude. We, <laughs> we just sat down and ended up falling asleep. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ended up falling asleep. Had to walk our way back in the dark. It's like, fuck, dude, we kind of blew that stock, you know. Yeah, but That's why I like a little rain or mist when I'm doing cornfields. It keeps your, keeps your scent down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it huge. It really does. That's huge. And they just, they they hang down, too. So yeah. it takes a, it takes a lot to jump them out of, like, weather in a cornfield. Yeah, they're not, exactly, dude. They're in cover. Mm-hmm. They're at home. They don't want to, you yeah. know, because then you bust out of the cornfield, where are you going to go? Yeah, nowhere. You'll run across the field to where they don't know where they're at and get killed. Right. Run across the bean field, the highway. Yeah, dude, back to Ohio. Back to Ohio. So the last day, it's finally cleared up. And I see them coming up on top of this ridge. I was a big, beautiful, I counted six on one side. I was like, oh, my God. You know, <laughs> hands start shaking. Like, this guy is going up my wall <laughs> and bow hunting too. So it was gonna be like I was gonna, I was like big enough to be like, you're gonna cry over it. You yeah, know? yeah. He gets there. He's coming. He's about forty yards. I'm drawing. He turns his head. He's missing one on the side, the other side of his antler. Damn. So a reasonable, responsible person would have probably shot him anyway. I did not shoot him. I mean. Because I figured in my head, if you're not going to mount him, why? Yeah, if you're there for a trophy hunt. I had meat I had meat in my freezer from Michigan. So. Uh, I don't want to say trophy hunt. That's kind of no, a, per, a personal trophy hunt. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, trophy hunt's what it is, what you make it. For me, buck hunting is trophy hunting. Right. I'd rather eat a doe. Anytime, yeah, they got they don't have that testosterone, they don't they're less gamey, so yeah, they're not as uh muscly either. I mean, they're don't get me wrong, they're muscly, but especially like uh September, you see them pushing those bucks, pushing each other around, oh, yeah. they're doing work, they're working out in a way that a doe's not, no. you know what I mean. You see yeah. them squatting out there, pushing against each other, it's For like sure. they're definitely a little tougher just based mm-hmm. on that, but I don't know, man, I guess. I probably would have done the same thing, passed him. Passed him. Because, because you got to remember, there's more, I feel like at least, there's a greater likelihood he'll be passed on the rest of the season 
mm-hmm. for not having that antler. Yeah. Which means next year, well, whether this, it's you or someone else, he's going to be a fucking bruiser. This was late archery, by the way. So this would have been like end of December. Oh, late, late archery. Yeah. Damn. So like beginning of January. Well, in fact, we were on Christmas break. So he could have just dropped it because of Yeah, it could have been shedding, seasonal. You know? Yeah. It goes late down there. You can hunt deer all the way till about mid-January yeah. down there. Damn, dude. Yeah, I, when you said late bow, I was thinking like no, October. No, like late o- October, November. Late, late bow is like really late down, yeah. down there. After gun season? Yeah. What's their gun season down there? Same? It's one week long down there, and it's straight wall cartridge only. So you can't use like a thirty out six or two seventy. You have to use like a four fifty Bushmaster, three fifty legend. legend, or forty five seventy. But I think I think the four fifty Bushmaster has better ballistics. So I don't know, man. I mean, I'd... ain't gonna blow the shit out of something like the forty five seventy will. But I think it's more flat. Yeah, it's flatter. Yep. My grandpa actually has a three fifty legend. Uh, to hunt with, I want to get the Smith and Wesson 350 Legend What's revolver. The... Oh, okay. I was gonna I say what? Yeah, the pistol. <laughs> yeah, I want. I want a gear hunt with it this year. What's that? Uh, fuck. Taurus has a 460. Yeah, that's the, the raging, raging hunter. hunter. Yep. Yeah, yep. I know exactly. I looked at one, bro. There's there's a couple bad ones where they've got like uh. Looks like a Barrett break on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They got a Pictini rail on it. Another one I like is the Colt Anaconda. The Anaconda? Yeah. All right. I mean, don't get me Eight wrong. Eight-inch barrel. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I wouldn't mind an Anaconda, but I think I'd go with a Raging Bull first. Yeah. You know? I'm a big Smith & Wesson fan. I Every handgun I own Smith & Wesson. I have one Taurus, but it was the Millennium, which is like the crappiest Taurus they make. So I never really had a fair... Is, what, is that 380? 45. 45? Yeah. The Millennium? Millennium. I, I, must, be, I, never, I must be thinking of a different I don't like time. the trigger on it. Oh. Sloppy. It's a Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> I must be thinking of a different, uh... Huh. I'll have to look that up after, when I listen back. Yeah. <laughs> Millennium. Yeah, dude. The, um... So what's your favorite handgun? My favorite handgun I have right now is for self-defense or hunting. Just your favorite. I carry my 10 millimeter Smith and Wesson MMP most of the time. 2.0, 2.0. Yeah, fuck yeah. Has that got the hinge trigger on it, or you got the flat? It's flat got the hinge trigger. trigger. I, like, I like the hinge trigger. I don't want to talk a lot of shit because it those triggers break good when you get used to them. But I like the pressure. You can feel the pressure going in and the pressure going out. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I can just pretty quick with it. And I think if I remember right, uh, when you hit the wall on it. Like it's a pretty defined wall. It is. It's a good wall. I'm. <laughs> That's why I like Smith and Wessons, dude. My favorite handgun's one I don't even have yet. I got to go pick it up here in a week or two. It's uh the M and P 2.0 competitor metal oh, competitor yeah. for sure, dude. <laughs> I held that fucker in the store and I was like, yeah, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only downside is that's a that's a nine, so it's not something that uh, is that at Jay's. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think I play with that gun. Yeah. I did. Dude, that trigger is nice. <laughs> Dude, there's uh my next one. Uh if the old lady's listening, she's probably gonna shake her head. But the next one I want is the uh Walther. It's uh PDP S D Pro. Yep. So yeah, your M and P two point oh ten mil. Ten mil. Favorite. Favorite. Why'd you go with ten mil over forty? 
Or three fifty seven. And well, three fifty seven is more of a revolver do- cartridge. But. When I was doing my research for it, that was like the recommended cartridge for if you're gonna go to Alaska for bear defense. Okay. Ten millimeter. Hold a lot of rounds, has a lot of power. What's uh what's that hold? Fifteen? Fifteen. Yep. Plus one. Plus one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's good shit. Yep. Yeah. I uh personally, dude, got the SIG P three three sixty five XL and uh I purchased a box of uh what are they critical critical duties. They're hundred twenty four grain plus peas. They've got the plugged the Hornady, I got they got you. the plug. Yep, yep. I uh, I only got those because doing some research, like the barrier penetration. Yeah. Not really for the self-defense. Got hollow points for self-defense. Fucking the SIGs. And uh, I'm actually going to pick up some HSTs. That's why I shoot the SIG hollow points. The V-crowns? Yep. That's where it's at. The V-crowns and the HSTs, I think, dude, get me. tell me if I'm wrong, but I think the SIG V-crown is actually a Sierra bullet. I'd have to look more into that, but I th- I know at one point they were loading Sierra bullets. I think you're right, but um, but anyway, now I went with the uh, duties just for like going out in the woods and shit because the I, my thought process was I've got nines. If it's improved barrier penetration, a bear skull is improved barrier. And I might not mind a little bit of extra barrier penetration. That's oh, not sure. going to be the defensive carry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But Because, I mean, if you shoot through two people trying to shoot one. Well, you're defeating the point at ex- that. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you almost, to me, you almost got to have just a straight jacketed hollow. but Or a soft lead round. Right, for personal yep. defense. but It's illegal, though, carry soft lead round. It is. Dude. Why is that? I don't know. It makes perfect sense to me. You're not going to blow through somebody, and it's going to kill the fuck out of them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> dude, it is. Yeah. It is, though. Like <laughs> Splat. Done. And that's the thing, dude. Like, I feel like a surgeon would have a better time if the dude did live, right? You put him down, mm-hmm. one to the guts. Well, a piece of flat lead right i think he'd have a better time with that than like some of these jacketed hollows because you see how they flower open yeah it's like that's one thing going in now try pull that out dude right you pull out a fucking disc yeah that's one thing you pull out a fucking sharp ass flower something that's petaled out oh yeah the fuck (laughs) that's another thing though i wonder how i wonder what how many of them survive from a soft lead round like is it just torture because personally, if I'm going to shoot them, I want them dead. Because I don't want dead dead men tell no tales. Well, you you're, know, you're not wrong. You, you don't want to be like, well, he threatened me with the gun. And, and then, <laughs> like in court, and like, oh, God, he's making me out to be like be like uh, the bad guy, you know. <laughs> you <laughs> know? <laughs> hell, hell, man, you want to hand me one of those uh, Obrons? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Obron. Yeah, bro. Um, Tell you what, man. Just on the soft lead, if I were to theorize, I think a lot of what it is is because the hollows have a possibility of plugging up with a shirt, a jacket, right? Yeah. But if you hit armor, whether it's Kevlar or a plate, obviously it's not going to go through a plate, but if, if you got somebody wearing Kevlar... That hollow, it'll bruise the fuck out of them. Yeah. But that soft nose, bro. 
that's more apt to penetrate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's obviously not a penetrating round. We Civilian carry, you can't have armor penetrators. But I feel like the whole the whole point, the way they look at it is the whole point of having a defensive round is for defense. Now, they don't really take into the nuance, or they don't really talk to the outdoorsmen that may want to carry that, not just for animal defense, but also to yeah. double down as a hunting round. Right. Especially if you get caught in a survival situation, you're probably not going to want to snap a squirrel with a hollow point. No. Th- that's not going to fly as accurate. Right. For one. But you're going to do a lot more damage on a squirrel with a hollow point, because it's going to uh, open like yeah, that. Yeah. That soft nose. It might just go right through a squirrel, you know. Right. For sure. A bunny. Mm-hmm. But you got a bear charge, and you hit him in the skull. Oh, yeah, it's going to flatten that, right that out. Bitch is, <laughs> that bitch is dumping all of its energy, yeah. you know. So, I don't know, man. I feel like it's just kind of one of those stupid things that... It's like you can get, what are they, M855s, the green tip, yeah, that have the fucking steel core. Yep. That's a damn near fucking... I mean, that's a extreme penetrator it's not an armor piercer i feel like that's more dangerous to society than like a a soft lead round unless someone's seen something brutal from a soft 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 lead round you know so dude honestly i don't care what they've seen right (laughs) dude that steel jacket that that steel penetrator is gonna cut through a lot of shit oh yeah accuracy probably isn't there because it's not as consistent but i mean glass forget about it dude you're shooting yeah. through the windshield, the back window, the dude yeah. behind him, his oh, windshield, yeah. Yeah. a skull in between, dude. Sure. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Crazy. Well, what else you got? Well, oh, uh, man. Uh, I hear you flipping paper over there. Flipping, pa- flipping paper. You believe in aliens? Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> dude. Yeah, they gotta be real. They're, do they? <laughs> I mean, that's we're going with it. I mean, think about this, bro. I I've made a promise to myself. I'm not gonna explain the bag of sugar argument, but the Big Bang, right? Oh yeah. Just like anything, right? Like if uh, let's say you bury a fucking tannerite bottle. Yep. You shoot it. Yep. You might have. That's bad. That's a bad explanation. Ah, we'll go with it. So you shoot it, boom, blows up. The closer you are to that point of explosion, the more matter you're going to find. Now, you might find a chunk of that plastic bottle you had tannerite in 200 yards away. For sure. But the closer you get to it, the more you're going to find. That's just science, right? Yeah. So the Big Bang happens. Obviously, the closer to the Big Bang, the higher likelihood of there being matter. The the closer you get, the more dense it is, right? Yeah. And we're so far out here, dude. We're in a thin area of space. We're in a solar system, but we're in a thin area of space, right? I feel like the closer you get to the Big Bang, the denser matter is. Which, life happened out here. Mm-hmm. Where there's, let's just say, hardly anything. Mm-hmm. In... A lot of people take that for granted, how fucking nuts this is. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And we're out here where there's, like, nothing. You're right. So the closer you get to that explosion where there's more matter, more chemical reactions, more possibilities of life, 
why the fuck wouldn't there be life? Yeah. So that's, we're getting, we're on the same page. So I look at it, you go out at night. Mm-hmm. You look at all them stars, every single one of them is a sun, but maybe, but most of them are actually bigger than our sun. So they're a That's larger, a they're a larger solar system and space is so big. You, we can't comprehend it. No, dude, no, you, we can't comprehend it. We can't it. comprehend it. There's, we can't count as high as there are many solar systems there are. Dude, we've so, got, we've got less sand than there are solar systems. There's yes. literally an infinite universe. Yeah, it goes on forever. For literally ever, dude. <laughs> I would be shocked if there's not other life out there. Yeah, I would, I would, I would definitely be in a state of shock. Shocked. Because, again, dude, we're, we happened. We did happen. Like, what are the odds? I mean, you know, like I couldn't tell you because I'm not a mathematician. Oh, here, why? I mean, <laughs> but just the fact that you said like we can't comprehend space, dude. Think of this: a tsunami. Mm-hmm. You can't comprehend the power in a tsunami. Yeah. Now you can understand it. Yeah. But you can't comprehend it. Right. And what I mean when I say that for the people listening is, if you're a scientist or an architect. And you're trying to build buildings in a tsunami zone. You say, okay, what's the average applied force and the duration? And then how long has it got to withstand being under X amount of water? And then we can build to overcome that. But the tsunami itself? Bro, you can't comprehend that power, dude. Yeah. Like a tidal wave even. Surfers surfing a tidal wave. Imagine all that weight of water crashing. I mean, it depends on how big the magnitude of that earthquake was that happened 100 miles away out in the ocean, you know? Right. But And then all the weight of all that water traveling at God knows how fast. Yeah. And then the only thing you can compare that to is driving down the highway 80 miles an hour trying to get to your doctor's appointment. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, man. That's... uh. I've been bringing that up a lot. I really haven't got too deep into, like, the alien shit, because there's a bunch of crazy stuff, dude, like encounters, and there's a lot of stuff they're releasing. And I'm kind of paying attention to as much as I can, but there's just so much shit, dude, that it's like my ADD does not allow me to focus in on one thing long enough to to bring it up and talk about it. Yeah. Like, I almost have to have somebody that's, like... (laughs) <laughs> this like studied on a couple of these cases to talk about with them because yeah. dude I start thinking about shit like that like space is so vast for sure you know like that's, that's my conversation starter I'm sorry everybody we no, got in the aliens no dude that's fine I, well think about this while we're on the topic if you're in a denser part of space where you've probably got minerals elements oh yeah things that we've never even seen oh yeah right like what is the element 115 was supposed to be theoretical mm-hmm. what bob lazar is like you know, they ran on this thing called i'm uh, talking about ufos element yeah. 115 or whatever and then we found it in a in a hedron in the hedron collider for just a moment yeah. created it dissipated somehow somewhere this civilization has a stable version according to him that they run all their spaceships on yeah uh he Bob Lazard, man, he ratted out Area 51. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, he had to. They were going to kill him. Yeah. According to him, you're not going to be able to kill him now because it's 
going to be obvious that you killed him because he ratted info, right? Yep. Now you got to fight him and play it down and be like, nah. I remember him talking about that element, but it's almost like a never-ending energy source. Yeah. Well, think of tritium. Mm-hmm. Tritium is, it puts out light for 12 years or something like that. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah. And we're putting those in gun sites and all sorts of shit, watch dials. It's for like sure. 12 years of energy that that little vial of tritium's putting out. Now, yeah. you amplify that to, to an element that's a lot heavier, is putting out a little bit different energy source that you can manipulate gravity or space-time with. Who says that's not possible? Yeah. You know what I mean? It very well <laughs> could be. There, we don't know what's all out there for minerals and resources. and Right. Oh, yeah, and that's what I was getting at. So, like, if you're on the denser part of space and you have all these extra possibilities that we can't even comprehend... Like, and you're that much older than us. Like, if the Big Bang was 13 billion years like ago. a little closer to the Big Bang. Right. So, I mean, even if they're in between, they're six and a half billion years closer than we are, and they developed, I don't know, a billion years ago and didn't kill themselves as a civilization. Yeah. They have potential to be billions of years old or hundreds of millions or hundreds of thousands. Right. And then if you bump into an element like that, you learn how to use it over that period of civilization if they developed it who says that they can't yeah. figure out over 350,000 years how to travel through space oh, with for sure. you know i feel like they haven't contacted us because we're like the tribal island people you see like in the videos with the helicopters that, that's interesting throwing the spears yeah that's I interesting i think that's how we are as a civilization compared to them so you think they're not contacting us on the basis that they don't want to taint us yes that's like, like we're not contacting <laughs> the me. island tribes, the, like on uncontacted island tribes. They just see like the helicopter flying over, oh, Thunderbird, you know, <laughs> <laughs> throwing the spears at it and stuff. But that's deep. That actually kind of ties into one of my theories too. Tell me what you think about this. So just pick two countries mm. right off the top of your head. Israel and Iran. Okay. So <laughs> we're, imagine, going, we're going with that. So imagine you have Israel, the United States, and Iran as three different species of aliens. Yep. Maybe they've all, let's, we're just calling them that So for our comprehension. So Israel, Iran, and the United States have all come to grips that we are all one individually. Okay. And then they find another, the U.S. says to Iran and Israel, hey, we're all the same. We're all life. They agree. Yeah, we're all life. We're all life. There's no reason to destroy each other. No. But I have to... Space politics, right? I mean, we're still the United States. Yeah. They're still Iran, Israel. They still have their civilizations in mind when it comes right. to like their like, benefits and all sure. that shit. Their well-being. So what if there's like a galactic organization and they're all... The politics are, okay... You can fuck around with this planet. There's people on it. Yeah. You need gold? Whatever. What, you guys use cobalt? That's fine. You guys run on water? Whatever. Right. But per this agreement, you can't make yourselves known to these people. Right. Because they're, they're not civilized yet. They're not advanced enough yet. Right. So Th They still call each other Mexico yeah. or Asian. 
You they know? can't agree with each other. Right. They can't agree on their own planet, let alone agree with other planets. Right. They, ha- they have nukes, which means that they're still looking to kill themselves. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, until they get to that point, they're definitely going to shoot at us. So as long as you don't make yourself known, you know, go ahead and use these resources. Yep. You know? And then uh, once they get to the point of being unified as one species. Yep. Maybe we'll. We'll contact them. Right. I think that's a lot of what it is. I I believe it. I've even had this sci-fi fantasy that maybe they're so far advanced and they're on this big-ass ship where they can go into this little cube, sit Mm -hmm. down, and then teleport their mind into your body. So maybe you're an alien that's on a spaceship floating around this universe, and this is how they experience this world, right? Right. They're like, I wonder what's down there. It could be. You know? You got some that like murdering. Oh yeah, you got some that, some that like to play with gender boundaries. Uh, yeah, you got some that like to hunt butt stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the what what in the butt video? No. What what in the butt? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So you've got those, and then you've also got those that want to be the leaders of a military, a leader of a a group of warriors. Oh, yeah. And then you've got those that want to fucking find ways to sneak in and upend a system, you know? <laughs> yeah. And maybe that's what's going on. It's maybe maybe that's why we all look so different, not color-wise, but physical feature-wise. It's because, well, you know, this band of Israel aliens, they're over here working in this part of the world where this band of United States aliens is over here working in this part of the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then the second they make themselves known, because there's so much going on here, yeah, all these aliens are taking over our bodies and living through our body. Maybe right. the second they make it known, they're like, now we just got to fucking end the planet. Fire the lasers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, <laughs> dude, why wouldn't they have planet-ending technology if they can trans... Not even transport. Travel the universe. Huh. Or at well, least near space. Something within 100 billion light years. I imagine they'd have to have something for self-defense for other advanced yeah, civilizations. With, with Ellen Tunt? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I'm glad you asked about aliens. Aliens. I like aliens. I'm into it. It's yeah. just, it's just, it feels sad to me when people don't believe in it because it's like, come on. Come on. Can't remember who said it, but there's uh there's this saying that there's only two possibilities. Either we're alone in the universe or we're not. Yeah. And both are equally as scary. I agree. Yeah. I think it's, sure. I think it's more scary if we're alone because then that means there's... Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I agree 100% with that. I'd rather not be alone out here floating on this fucking dust particle Forever in space. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know how dark space is. I mean, just wait until we're... We go outside and we're out of the sun's the sunny side of the planet, yep. and then you're looking out into the vastness of space. It's like just imagine that forever. The yeah. only the only time there's any sort of light is when you're within a certain range of a star. Otherwise, it's so diffused and it's broken up by particles between you and the star that it's like you can see the light, but you're not. There's nothing around it to reflect around you to reflect off. So it's just. The vast darkness, you know? Yeah. 
Like, that can't be a comfortable feeling. Like, being alone in the woods in the dark, you turn on your headlamp, and then, there's, oh, there's a tree right here. It's like, okay, cool. Right. <laughs> Thank God. You know what I mean? But yeah. imagine turning on your headlamp, and there's nothing. Right. You can't, nothing to reflect off, dude. There's right. n- just black. Just black. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. You see little twinklers all over, but. I'm going to try one of these. Yeah, tear it up. Tear it up. If you, uh, if you got to pee or anything, also, we can take a little break if yeah, you want to pee. I do got to pee. Okay, cool. We're taking a pee break. We'll be right back, guys. If we want to get more, like, into the whole hunting aspect of things, we can go back to captain's class. Yeah. Or we can go to hunting stories. Yeah. Well, I've got, uh, I've got a list of, list of things I'd like to run by you. All we right. don't have to do any interview questions. Okay. We're already pretty deep in here. We're already so. pretty deep. We might as well just keep going with. Yeah. I feel, I feel like it's going all right. Yeah, I'm having fun. I mean, fuck, dude. <laughs> you can't, you can't get me talking about the outdoors and have it be a bad talk, and yeah. like, unless it's like taking away my rights and shit. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. What I can't or can't do now. For sure. Can't or can't do now. Can't or cannot do. There it is. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, the uh, little man's up, so he might be throwing some shit around the house. So you I might occasionally you. hear the, which I've been actually pretty decent at getting him out of the recording when he drops a toy or something. So Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. Cheers. Cheers. Pink. Yeah, man. I'm ready. Oh. All right. Want to go with a good hunting stories or you want to? Yeah, I want to I, <laughs> I want to hear about you uh, stepping on that deer. Well, this was like my first big deer. You know, so I didn't really like step on it. I wasn't the one that stepped on it. Okay. So I was probably a sixth grader at this time. I shot it. It's the first big buck I ever shot, like Mounter I've ever shot. Yep. And I watched it drop. I'm like, yeah, you Fuck know, yes. happy, happy <laughs> as shit about it. And my dad seen it all. He was like across the field and he seen it all. He comes a running. And I mean, this deer is like, definitely still breathing still yep <laughs> dying having a hard time oh yeah and where'd I'll, you hit it i think a little back okay but back not, of the but, lungs yeah back of the lungs i believe yep and it's preference from a sixth grader so yep so i remember asking my dad how do we know if it's dead because it's breathing still you know yeah oh you just kick it in the head <laughs> <laughs> he kicks it in the head. It stands right up. Between ran, runs between us both. I'm over here like distraught. Like, oh, there goes he's the gone. big buck. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> fucking gone, Dad. And Thanks. He, he tripped and fell, and I, I, I clapped him again. But yeah, that with uh, shotgun thirty at six. At six, as a sixth grader. Oh yeah, I was a big kid. Not running. I got. <laughs> I grew till about eighth grade, and then I quit growing. No shit. Yep. When'd you start shooting the at six? Oh, I was young. We talking like you start shooting that bitch. I'd say as a fourth or fifth grader. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh I don't have a whole lot of experience with the at six. I mean my grandpa's got one. Uh we lived south of fifty seven, so it was always shotgun. Oh yeah. And then now that it's straight wall it's a little bit different, but For sure. Yeah, the uh the at six was always one that would be the uh woodchuck whacker dude oh yeah fuck dude nice soft nose on a on a woodchuck 
You talk about painting a fucking prairie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. My absolute favorite deer story okay. was with my great-grandpa. You were hunting with him? Yeah. Okay. He was, like, in his 90s at this point. So, I just got my driver's license Okay. that year. So, I was 16. Oh, first year with your first, license. First year with my license. I go and pick him up. And I, I remember him. He used to be one of those old guys. You'd take his bucket out there. And yep. Sit <laughs> on it. And I remember <laughs> asking him, what time you want to get picked up? And he's like, well... 11. I was like, all right, well, I'll see you at 11. Deal. Deal. <laughs> yeah. And this guy couldn't hear. He couldn't see. Like, or, well, he could, but not very well. What was he shooting? Oh, man. I think he had a 30 out 6 In his 90s? Yeah, Remington 1100. Stud. Oh, okay. All right. So not a bolt. Not so a bolt. Semi, okay. Semi-auto. That's a little better. Yeah. And I remember going to pick him up. And I was like, well, you ready to go? He's like, yep, I'm ready to go. And I seen a little spike. This guy hasn't shot a deer in years at this point. I was like, there's a deer right there. He's like, yep, I'm ready to go. I was like, no, there's a deer right there. He's like, okay, I'm going. And I just was like, fuck it. And I, just, <laughs> I shot it. I was like, boom. He's like, what the hell? I was like, well, you just shot a deer. He's like, I did. Started smiling. Started smiling. <laughs> I shot a deer earlier too. Yep. So he's all excited, you know. Let's go, let's go show Bill, which was my which was 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 my grandpa. So we go show Bill. And he's like he's like, Oh, which one did you get, Ross? Well, I got both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the last time I ever got to go hunting with him. He died like that spring. Damn. Yeah. Damn. So that was one of those memories that are never going to... I got that deer still. Like, I got the skull of them. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, man. But uh, I'm glad to hear the story. That's, uh... See... <laughs> yeah, that's one of those ones you're never going to forget. <laughs> no, dude. And then he immediately... Immediately, Hunter's tail. Yeah, I shot them both. Got them both. <laughs> I was going to tell another story, but I wasn't around to see it with my grandpa on my mom's side. Just tell it secondhand, bro. That's but fine. I, I was, I, man, I don't want to mess it up because it's it's messed up. But I was gonna call him and ask him his, but I didn't. I forgot about it on okay. my way here. No way. Anyway, he hit one, and this dude's got one arm, by the way. What happened to his arm? Well, he was reaching around a tractor PTO, and he got a sleeve oh, sleeve caught, ripped that fucker off at the elbow, and he hitchhiked to the hospital. What? Yeah. So. Anyway, back when men were men, back when men at, actually at the field in the field, like by consumers, no shit, yeah, wow. So, wow. What? Anyway, well, this dude's a man. He's just a, just a, just a man. <laughs> yeah, American, all American badass, uh, dude. Well, he shot a deer. He he was a shit shot though. As big of a man as he was, he was a shit shot. One arm. One arm. And he used a thirty out six semi auto, also like a hand cannon. Okay, yep. And hold it on the chest. Just lay it on the lay it on something to sling lead. Yep. <laughs> and well, anyway, he <laughs> gut shot this deer, I guess, and <laughs> well, the deer stood up, and instead of like being a normal person and just like letting it, he grabs it. 
one arm, leans back like he's got it by its he's got it by its back leg, and he's hollering for help. I guess. So my dad was hunting with him at the time, and he goes, "Jerry, shoot this fucking deer!" While he's holding, while it. he's holding it, and my dad's like, "Well, let me get closer," you know. He shoots it, and they laugh, and they like don't even gut it, and they throw it in the back of the truck. And the story goes that the deer got up again in the back of the truck. Damn. And then he just got out and smacked it. <laughs> but he did. He got it mounted. He got I don't he got it mounted. It's shoulder mount and he's got its legs like on the the plaque of the shoulder mount. That's awesome. Like he <laughs> Yeah, he grabbed he grabbed a hold of it. I, he's got the st- when he goes, I'm gonna I'm gonna need that mount because he's got the story wrote on the back of it. Oh like no, the, like the legit story. So, dude, when uh, when he said he got out and smacked it, I just imagined him taking um, his one good hand and backhand. I'm that sure bitch. he had a shit shovel or something in the back of his truck. Right. Farmer. Yeah, I was just imagining tire iron or something. I don't know. You know what that reminds me of? I've actually uh, I've only told the story a couple times. The two the two guys that were there, I don't know how many times they've told it. Ryan again. Ryan and my boy Clayton. Uh, I was getting Clayton into trapping a little bit. This was, I think it was my senior year of high school. And uh, I had a rig on the Jeep where I, I would put a canoe up top. And uh, first day was always sketchy because I'd have nothing but steel in the boat. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Steel, two guys. And then, you know, you got, you're trying to synchronized paddling but with all that weight dude there's no steerability didn't matter so we actually saw sasquatch with that guy too i never would have believed in sasquatch i still don't know what the fuck i saw i could tell you the story if you want if you want hey we'll go with it i don't got a good bigfoot story but i'm a non-believer and i have a reason oh but we will hear your story yeah no there's dude i honestly this is what fucks me up because, like, there's no evidence, right? Right. There's no evidence, but I don't know how to explain what I saw. So let, let me tell the story that you reminded me of I'll when you said you, smack. Tell me your story, and then I'll tell you why I don't believe it, and then we'll kind of... You already tell me you don't believe my story? I mean, I, 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 believe, <laughs> I believe you saw something. No, 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 I know, I know. I'm just fucking with you. So let me, let me tell you about this story that you reminded me of when you said smacked this deer. Yep. So we're running a trap line. You remember Skull Edge? No. Bro. Maybe. You don't chew, do you? Oh, I used to chew a lot. I used okay. to chew Copenhagen Wintergreen. Okay. That's, uh, what's your go-to chew if you had to pick one? Copenhagen Wintergreen. Wintergreen? Yep. Straight and mint. Wintergreen's my last because it always gave me headaches. No, Wintergreen was my favorite go-to, chewed forever, quit, quit when I had to get new teeth. Mm-hmm. So... Where was I? Uh, oh, school edge, yeah, school yeah, edge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so the school edge dude was like a wintergreen, but it was like triple wintergreen. Oh man! Like it was. Oh, I do remember that now. Yeah, dude, dude. it would it would fuck you up, dude. Yeah, it would burn and you would be buzzing. Yeah, like I chewed all the time, dude. I would be chewing and smoking a Marlboro Red. Mm, oh, and then no problem. Mm-hmm. Which is how I got by, especially trapping. Make a couple sets. You know, especially the first day when you're just setting a bunch of traps out. When you start running the line, dude, it'd be like 
every couple patches, you know, you start putting muskrats in the boat or whatever. Then it's like, let's take a break, light a cigarette. You know what I mean? You start yep. getting back to work, you put a dip in, you yep. know. Then there would be times you take a break with your dip and you're like, I really don't want to take this dip out, but I really want a cigarette. Yep. Anyway, so I, we had some skull edge, right? Oh, yeah. And Ryan hadn't really been into the edge, if I remember right. So we gave him a dip of that and he was all fucking couldn't believe it. He's like, what is this shit? You know what I mean? <laughs> so we're checking traps. So anyway, we're out there fucking doing our thing, get done, come back, get done, load everything up. And uh, we get about three miles from my house. Doe runs across. Boom, boom, motor her with the canoe on it, right? Uh-huh. Got the canoe on the Jeep, motor this bitch. Pull over. I'm like, fuck, look at the front of the Jeep. Nothing. No damage. I'm like, all right, cool, you know? And then I hear Clayton in the back. He's like, she's still alive. I'm like, what? Right. Dude, we mowed, we right. mowed this bitch. Like, I watched her head fucking whiplash up on the hood. No damage. I'm like, all right. I go back there, dude, and we split her pelvis, broke her pelvis, so she's mm. having a hard time. Oh, yeah. And they were just kind of like, what do we do? And mind you, Clayton and I are in waiters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I just sit on her, dude, and I put her in a sleeper. Oh, yeah. Clayton's like. He did the same thing your dad did. He's like, let's just kick her in the head. We'll kick her out. I'm like, no, dude. These aren't, first off, these aren't steel toe waiters. Yeah. And he's in waiters. They got thick skulls, too, man. Yeah, you're not going to kick her out, dude. And you're going to fuck your ankle up. Like, if you put your shin to her head, you're going to snap your leg. I'm like, yeah. no. So I just, he tries. He went to boot her, and she moved her head, and he fucking, whoop, did one of those fucking, like, yeah. Charlie Brown and Lucy's. For sure. Hilarious. So I sat on her put her in a sleeper, and then this car turns down the road. Oh. I'm like, fuck, back in the Jeep. So we, I so, put her yeah. out. I pulled her out, and uh, Clayton and Ryan dragged her off in the ditch. They get in the Jeep. We take off. Car passes. We turn around, get back, and she's just coming back to life, dude. Like, she's oh. just waking back up. Because I didn't have a chance to, like, choke her. I was just putting her to sleep so we could execute her. You know, I didn't, right. want, her, I didn't yeah. want her to be awake through the ordeal. And her head's kind of coming up, and she's out of it. You can tell. And they were like, she's back up. I'm like, I'll just put her back to sleep again. So I hop on her, put her back to sleep again, pulled out the trap and trowel. Good old trusty. Just sharpen that bitch because it was the yeah. start of rat season, dude. Whoa. You're cutting through all those roots and everything. For sure. Exactly. That's what we That's what we gave her, dude, was the old heavy thrust. And, dude, that trowel went in her like a fucking, I can only imagine like a lance, like a Spartan spear. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Dude, it. And it did its job, did its job quick, you know. And, uh, yeah, I think I wrapped her over the nose, too, because that's how I would put out coyotes and shit. Yeah. Just one quick wrap over the nose. I don't know what that did to them, but, dude, I mean, they'd definitely be feisty. You know, you'd be scared because, you know, well, you've seen it. They got their circle yep. where they're digging everything up, you know. Yep, yep, yep. I got good pictures of that. Let's yeah. see. Yeah, dude, and you'd be like, all right, when I'm in that circle, I'm in range. But they're on the other side of the circle, you know? So it's yeah. like, how do I do this? You try and circle around, and they just keep circling. So it's like, at some point, you got to rush across the circle, dude, or you just shoot them, you know? Yeah, look at that. Look at that circle. Oh, that's... Holy shit. Yeah, no shit. That's the biggest hole I've ever seen dug. Dude, that is a circle. Yeah. Those rebars? You rebar stake, or are you no, using No, no, uh, no, I'm using anchors. The anchors? Yeah, the yeah. cable? Yep. Dude, I've, I've still got places I can't get cable out 
It's been like you, 10, you got 15 cut them. Yeah, like cut literally, them. dude. They don't come out. Dude, I've... T- <laughs> you got to dig them out or you got to cut them. <laughs> My grandpa has a post hole puller, and I've I've lugged that fucker mm-hmm. through the woods, dude, get back to the wood line, and it's like, let's try nothing, dude. I bent the post hole puller, like literally, hooked the little cable loop on there, start cranking, then all of a sudden you feel something bow. You're like, it's coming, it's coming. No. You look at the fucking rig, and it's like, I just bent fucking... Well, they go in, and then when you pull out, they kind of like... Mm-hmm. vertically grab like that like they go sideways and, and they've got those bevels yep so there's yeah the earth it's an earth anchor it's an earth literally anchor. yeah <laughs> yeah that's good shit yeah so we ended up troweling her i think i wrapped around the nose broke my trowel if i remember right but uh sasquatch sasquatch so clayton and i are out one night it's late we were actually doing pretty good on the rats. I think we were at like 40 or 50. And uh, we had to cross a dike to check maybe another set of 10 traps. So we take all of our gear out, put it on the dike, pull the canoe up, or get ready to pull the canoe up and over. And I was like, you know what? Let's just wait it out. I've got a couple that are along the dike and some grass funnels, you know, where muskrats would come up and cross the dike. And just because Mink will run those, I was running 120s. I'm like, okay, I don't want to get a mink in here and have it pop out of a 110, you know, right. body trap. Yeah. So anyway, I got a couple of these grass funnels. I had 120s in, and uh, which is just a body gripping trap for people listening. Yeah. <laughs> Dou- double spring. For sure. They're, they're scary little fuckers. Yeah, they are. I mean, 330s, I don't want to get my hand in. I'll use a trap setter. But oh, yeah. every time I'd be setting a 120, I'd be like, I probably should use my my setters, you know yeah. what I mean, just to be safe because they, those little springs, dude, they got some snap. Like when I would ask for permission, I would set my hand inside a one ton. I always had a couple that were pretty loose spring. Mm-hmm. Like you get a brand new one, it'll hurt, but you get some loose springy ones. Yeah, you know what I mean. You just be like, "This is what it is. I'm going to be setting on your property. Don't worry." You put your hand in, pop, they jump, and then you just squeeze the spring, unfold yeah. it. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, "Okay, cool." Maybe you have a bruise the next day, whatever, yeah. a little bracelet. Right. Worth it. Yeah, worth it, for real. You got you got permission, <laughs> yeah. you know, to trap their creek or whatever. But anyway, so we're, it's getting late. He's got a headlamp, I've got a headlamp. And uh, we decided to split up. I'm like, all right, because there was like a little point of land Yep. out in the middle. Well, not even out in the middle. There was like a 10-foot, 15-foot wide ditch that ran along this dike, and then there was a point of land. It was basically, technically an island that ran about maybe 100 yards long. And we're, there was a muskrat house at that point. Yep. There were a bunch of runs coming into it. And we had, a, you know, we had the area to stake down with one tons. I'm like, uh, you go check those. I'll check the ones on the dike here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, all right. And mind you, I'm looking east and the moon's coming up, right? And then there's water just to kind of paint the scene. So I'm looking, I'm walking along the dike. It's north, south. The water that he is in is to the east of me, and then the moon's up. Basically a full moon. You can see everything. And, dude, the first set, nothing. Second set's tripped. I'm like, what set off a body gripper and didn't get caught? Didn't. So I'm thinking of that. Like, I'm, I got two or three more along the water line I'm going to check. I'm like, what the fuck would have set that off and didn't. And this is after I reset it, obviously. I'm like, what the fuck would have set that off? And I'm just kind of deep in my own thought. And I get to my last one. I pulled one muskrat out, my second to last one. And I'm carrying him. And I get to the last one. 
and I can't find it. And I like I had them anchored, bro. Like double rebarred. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like a muskrat's not gonna pull rebar, no, dude. No. But I would still double rebar them just because you know you might have people walking the dike. They go to reef on it for a minute. After a minute, they give up. You know, a double rebar cross stake, and it takes a minute to pull them because you got to pull one stake first, then the other. You know, you can't just, as you know, you can't just lift them out. Yeah. So anyway, I'm look, I'm looking for this trap. I'm like, it's gone. And then I see there's like a some drag marks in the grass. I'm like, huh? And there was. No rebar stakes, by the way. They were gone. I'm like, huh. And I see these drag marks, and I'm kind of following them. And I get up on the dike, and I'm just kind of looking around with my headlamp, and then I see this bright red fucking body mass. And I immediately walk over to it. Okay. And it was a muskrat caught in my 110. By the head. Okay. Right, well, by the neck. And something had slid it. Pulled it out of its fucking hide. Like, it was just the red hide. The feet were in there, kind of. And then there was about this much of the tail. Maybe an inch and a half, two inches. All right. And it literally looked like molar marks. Something was chewing on its tail, right? Uh-huh. I'm like, this is fucked. And then, like, my adrenaline spike. Because I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm thinking an eagle. But then I'm thinking an eagle oh. wouldn't have been able to pull the trap. There's right. no way. Cross-staked. Minx, man. Minx. Love muskrats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's like your favorite food. But here, here's what I'm getting at, dude. Yeah. It pulled the trap. Oh, yeah. The mink can't do that. And there was no body. Like, it was just the hide section. Like, something literally ripped it out of its hide. You know how easy a muskrat is to pull out of its hide. Not impressive. Right. But it just, all there was was like the head, a little bit of spine, the feet, and then a little bit of tail. And I start looking around, and like... A couple days before, my buddy had told me, he lives a couple miles away from there, he told me he thought he saw a Sasquatch. I was like, dude, you're full of shit, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, dude. Yep. I'm, I'm going over the no evidence, yada, yada. He's like, dude, don't tell me what I saw. Well, then that kind of flashes through my mind. I'm like, what? Because it literally looked like something ripped it out and was chewing on his tail, like molar yeah. marks. Yeah. And I look across at Clayton, and I can barely see his headlamp. I swear to God, dude, this isn't a horror film, like, but it's dying, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, no. No. I'm like, there's no fucking way, dude. And I start walking to Clayton, and I look out to my left, because now I'm walking back south. I look out to my left, and there's something out in the water just standing there. And I was like, oh, motherfucker. Exactly. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is that? Wasn't there when I was walking to the north. Now I'm walking south, and it's there. And then I start walking a little quicker, and then it starts walking across the water. Because I'm thinking in my head, maybe it's a goose, just it's looking away from me or something, you know? Yeah. Dude, no. It was walking through the water. And all these things are going through my head. I'm like, how deep is that? Because I shoot fish and trap out there. Yeah. And in that area it was in, it's probably like six foot deep. Oh, really? M- maybe five foot deep, but it's mucky. Right? So there's an extra foot, foot or two yeah. of muck. And I'm like, there's no way it's a deer. There's no way it's a deer, because you'd only see maybe a foot, foot and a half of its head up. And, yeah. dude, I'm seeing, like, torso, like, two two plus feet. I'm not seeing arm strides, yeah. but I'm seeing a wake behind it. And then as it's getting closer to, like, the island Clayton's on, like, I'm picking up pace. I'm starting to sprint. Like, my heart's going. Yeah. I'm maybe 100 yards from him. This thing's maybe 200 yards, right? And as it's getting closer, it kind of starts to get a little shallower. Mm-hmm. And you can see it coming out of the water. Right. I'm like, fuck, dude. So I get to Clayton, and I'm just like, shh, shh. 
stop. And he's like, what? I'm like, dude, there's something out in the water. And he's like, what? I'm like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he's like, I'm glad you came over here because I can't see shit with my headlamp. Right. He's like, where's these last traps? I'm like, forget the last fucking traps. We got to get out of here. And just as like we're, we're making a plan, we hear something come out of the water onto that island. Oh, shit. That's exactly like we looked at each other, dude, heart sank. And I'm like, okay. So we're on the point of this island. Instead of cro- crossing this little creek and getting up on the dike and walking around, yeah. maybe we'll just walk straight to the canoe. I got you. So we kind of panned. We start walking straight at the canoe. Dude, it immediately dropped off. Like, started taking water in the waders. We were like, fuck, we got to cross the creek. And the whole time, like, we're still hearing it walking, and it sounds like it's coming towards us. Yeah. So we're just like, on three. One, two, three. And we just burst. We get back off that, onto the island off that point. We just, one, two, three, burst across this creek, sprint to the canoe, push, just throw everything in the canoe and push off, dude. And we're paddling back. And I'm like, I'm not looking back, dude. <laughs> he's like, you gotta see if it's chasing us. You gotta at us. least see it. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, you gotta see if it's chasing us. I'm not even kidding, dude. We made it maybe 50, 75 yards off the off the dikes, and then you hear a skaploosh. You throwing rocks and shit. I don't know. We were like, the fuck is that? He he kind of looked at me because he he turned around a little bit, made eye contact with me, and I'm just <laughs> just fucking huffing, dude. Just huffing. We loaded the canoe up so quick. Well, then we drove to my buddy Nate's house. I I still had the body. Right? And I showed him. I'm like, what is this? He's like, what is that? I'm like, you tell me, dude. You said you saw a fucking Sasquatch out here. I'm like, I'm showing you possible evidence. Right. He's like, where's the body? I'm like, it's gone. I'm like, but what scares me is look at its tail. Yeah. He's like, it looks like something was chewing on it that had molars. I'm like, yeah, bro. I'm like, yeah, this is validation. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. I don't know what else it could have been, dude. Like, I would explain it away if I hadn't seen that fucking thing cross in the water in what I know was at least five foot deep. I got With you. a foot of muck. I got you. It's like, there's no late duck hunter out here in waders. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'd be over his waders. He'd have to be an eight foot tall fucking duck hunter. Right. Like, no. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I hope Clayton hears this too because uh, I'd like for him to come on and tell his version. But yeah, yeah dude, it was one of the most scared I've been and I don't I couldn't it's just scared of the unknown didn't right. I couldn't recognize it dude there's a lot of silhouettes I can identify and be like oh we're good yeah not that one so give me your uh, my, my, debunk my theory is that there's a small army of hunters in the state of Michigan okay. and about about every single one of them have a trail camera yeah and there's <clears> not a good picture of one I mean, no, that's again, that's, that's, or even in the Pacific Northwest or in the Canadian Rockies and shit. Anywhere. Yeah. Alaska. I just. Russia. I know. Russians would be the first to kill one. That's what I think too. Like why haven't, why hasn't anybody killed one? Especially like Alaska or Russia or. I honestly, before this experience. Even now, I'm a non-believer with a skepticism leading toward the possibility that maybe. But all the evidence, right? Like, even aliens. 20 years ago, motherfuckers would look at you cross-eyed like, aliens? You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. No, no. There's aliens. But now, (laughs) all the validation, all the evidence, dude, it's like, 
how are you going to be that guy that's like, I don't know, dude, these military jets catching these things. I don't know if we can trust these fucking pilots. Right. It's like, these are some of the most... Well-trained, educated yeah. people there are. With the best credentials you can have. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, if, you, if you're if you a self-proclaimed ghost hunter and then all of a sudden you're getting all sorts of shit on f- yeah, video... Maybe not. You know, you can make contraptions and stuff to... Right. But Ooh, the, look, it's the table's moving, you know. But, but the second you're filming like a family gathering and then you show me something that happened filming at a barbecue and then yeah, you show me something like that happens family video type of thing yeah that might be a little yeah where it's an accidental that's one thing yeah but when it's like i'm going out to look for a bigfoot yeah mm-hmm. no like the bigfoot hunters you see on tv and stuff they have no motherfuckers ain't name one animal you go oh i heard some noise and it's a sasquatch yelling at each other well you know but <laughs> i have a theory on that too have you ever heard les stroud's Les Stroud talk about his experience? Yeah. To me, he's a pretty credible guy, too. I think so, too. And I'm not saying it was a Sasquatch, because he was out looking for Sasquatch when he had this encounter, right? Mm-hmm. Which kind of doesn't discredit it, but it definitely sh- it skews it towards non-believable, in my opinion. Yep. But his credentials, right? Look at look at what he's done. Look at the Survivor Man. Yeah, right, he spends sure. a lot of time alone in the wilderness. He knows mm-hmm. his surroundings. He can identify anything from a plant to a creature. Yep. He knows what's in the area, no matter where he's at in the world. Right? We spend a lot of time in the woods. Yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. You, I hear a bird, I can identify it for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can identify most plants. Trees, not the best. I mean, you're basic, like maples, red oak, white oak, right? Yeah, for sure. Ash, that type shit. But yep. like, you know, hickory. Well, I guess now that I start listing them off. I guess I know a few more than I thought. But. I, th- I know a few. I I have a hard time without seeing your leaves. Like if it's in the winter time, by right. looking at their mark, I have a hard time with it. But. Yeah, that's the, that is that's when I I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at is I can't tell by the bark as yeah. much. Something like a shag bark hickory, simple. Yeah, you hear a squirrel run up a tree a hundred yards away from you, you're like that fucker's in a shag bark hickory. Then you just start <laughs> looking for that tree, dude. You know what I mean? But I guess what I'm trying to say is like. Personally, I think that's something that's more, we're more prone to be like, I don't know. I'm out there a lot more, haven't seen it. You hear a noise, you can be like, all right, that's a baby yoat yipping. Yep. Oh, that's a fox screaming. That might even be a bear woofing. Yeah. But you get these city guys going, I'm not going to say city guys because that's pretty broad. But you get these people that are... Yeah, you get these yuppies. They're a little less experienced, maybe. They they stick more to hiking trails. They get out on a starry night. It's already kind of eerie to them, even though it's beautiful. It's not something they're familiar with as much. So there's always that mysticism. For sure. And then you hear something crazy. Yep. It's already playing out in their heads. Mm-hmm. What is it? Now, what if it's a bear standing up on its hind legs? And, dude, I've thought about that, too, because... In that scenario I was telling you about, I feel like a bear would have had to swim. A black bear, because they're not that tall. Uh, yeah, black bears be doggy paddling type of thing, you know. Right. Which it would have left about, I mean, and it wasn't a huge wake, dude. It was literally like a wake like you were I walking. You know what I mean? Like right. a deer will leave a fucking V wake because they're yeah. swimming. But I was thinking about that too. I'm thinking, all right, maybe what if there was a bear that was injured? Injured paw, couldn't swim. Right. So he's just, but I'm thinking... They have a hard, not a hard time walking on land, but they can't walk. They can't go shopping at the mall. 
Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I guess have they you ever? Kinda, s- they just kind of stand up to get a better viewing, like thick cover and stuff. They don't really right walk. They're not like a circus animal, like a- with the exception of pedals. You ever seen the video of pedals? I have seen the videos of pedals. Yeah, that was- but she had like a fucked up front paw or something, didn't she? Yeah, I think both of them. Yeah. Yep. So she had to walk around on her feet, back feet. But anyway, yeah. So that's something I kind of ran through. But yeah, dude, what you, what you were saying, a bear. That's something people are a little less. I haven't had much experience with bears, though, living down here most of my life. You know what I mean? No. You, you got to be north of 10. Yeah. You, you get up by Eagle Village and that shit. You yep. see, see them a lot. Baldwin area, you see one every now and then, especially on the river. Yeah. Be in the river, salmon fishing, then all of a sudden you see or you hear something huge in the woods. You expect it's like a crew of three, four guys, and it's just. And people always say they're quiet, but any time I've heard them. They're loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I've I've had two experiences with bears, and I thought they were quiet. But, I can and, see it. Yeah. Especially being that big, you can't be a successful predator being loud, but just my experience. But then again, maybe it's because I'm in the river, and then all that water rushing by, your senses are kind of heightened anyway, because yeah. you tune out the water, you're tuned into that, your surroundings. Like, red squirrels always seem like they're super close. On the river barking, and I can never find them. So it's like, maybe it's one of those things. Senses are heightened, but... For sure. But yeah, man. What else you got? (sighs) Uh... I mean, I can always dig into a little bit of my list if you... Yeah, let's go with your list. If you're burning out. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, um... First off here, let me let me pull it up. I had some <clears throat> interview questions pulled up, but I'm just going to pop to the Jace. All right. All right, so we went over your uh, almost stepped on a deer story. So what's the, you said, was would that bear when you were mushrooming be the quick, craziest, craziest thing that happened to you in the woods? I would say so, yes. I would, yeah, I would have to say that was probably the. Up there? Up there. Okay. <laughs> you got any other experiences that stick out? Uh, I'm not good at doing shit right off the top of my head. You're good. Dude, no worries. I mean, if you need a moment of silence, I can always cut the silence. That ain't oh, shit. Oh, that's true. That ain't shit. <laughs> um, I have the power, bro. Um, give it a minute. All right. <laughs> give me a minute. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming there's been a lot that's happened because... I mean, there, I mean there's a lot, but I yeah. just... I mean, even if it's something like, uh, you know, you're calling a turkey, then start dozing off, and all of a sudden there's a tom 10 yards in front of you, or one struts right past you where you could grab him, anything. Just not, like, scary, but just weird, you know? Just weird. I'm trying to think of weird stories. I always blink when I'm, like, <laughs> on the spot. No worries. But... We we can roll past that. We'll roll past G- it. Give you some time. Yep. So what's uh your favorite things to hunt? Top three. Top three. Well, number one first. Number one, deer. Okay. Whitetail? Whitetail. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say coyotes are two. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you, dude, right. so far. And three. 
Grouse. Grouse. Yep. Okay. Up a little bit of upland. Upland. Okay. My top three. Whitetail. Dogs. Not dogs. Canines. Canines. And then uh bunnies. Bunnies. Oh, bunnies are nice, too. Something about busting bunnies, yeah. bro. Something I go about... about once or twice a year and always have a blast. Dude, I love it. I uh, I actually try and build Rabbitat when I, when I start doing property management. All the brush I clear, I try and <clears throat> designate a couple of areas where I can just throw it all in a pile or like a lengthy pile. Yep. Just so they've got Rabbitat. You know, that's what I yep. call it. Yep. I do that same thing. I actually have a rabbit house. On my phone, built for that. I make brush piles and stuff, obviously, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, crap, I'm on that coyote again. I uh, One of the tips, I'll take, like, old culvert pipe or I'll build, like, right uh, wood boxes. Right there, yeah. You're, we're talking the same thing. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then I just, dude, I've even found a couple good logs when I'm, like, cutting wood that are hollowed out. And I'll make those, I'll put those in the brush piles. Yeah. Just so they have a nice area to fucking dent up. Yeah. That picture I just showed him was a box, and it's basically got, like, uh, pipes coming out of the box, so it makes, like, a rabbit den going into a hole, mm-hmm. and it creates creates rabbit's dens. Yeah, and, I mean, you could, honestly, you could just leave them out in a cattail swamp or anything, yep. you know, a little island in the cattail swamp. And just bury them a little bit, bury the box, <clears throat> and put some drain tiling or some type of pipe going into the box. Mm-hmm, and then you've got a little... A little rabbit hole. A little fucking house. A little living room. <laughs> so, uh, we covered you do a little bit of stalking. Do a little stalking. So, what's your, uh, you got any tips, tricks, stories? Uh, rain mm-hmm. is a helper with stalking. Wind, play to wind. Make sure you're downwind, whatever corn you're going into. Mm-hmm. Mainly corn do you stalk? Or do you yeah. do any, like, hardwoods? No, I don't have any good hardwoods around here. We we select cut, so we got a lot of ah uh, yeah, a lot of bedding area, mm-hmm. more or less hugging the bedding area on tree stands or your stalking corn. That's yeah. that's my deer hunting. That's fine. Yes, yeah. honestly, ideal. Or float float, float hunting. hunting's fun, dude. That's yep. some of my favorite. So, um, quick tip for you, stalking. I know you don't do any hardwoods from what you just said, but yeah. I've killed, I think, two deer off the ground in the hardwoods. One was because it was super windy, and I was in, like, a tiny little sugar maple. I got you. And I got down, and there were some deer in the field, so I ended up stalking them. Shot them from the fence row. They were in the field, so it's not really hardwoods, but still off the ground. But there was another one. I ended up using a log. Yeah. Especially squirrel hunting, dude. If you can get up on a log and walk them down, fuck, you cut 30 yards of 20 yards of fucking noise. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. But yeah, man, what about a dream hunt? Dream hunt? I don't, man, I think like either a float hunt for moose in Alaska. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Or like some hardcore like pack in mules into the Rockies for elk would be fantastic. That's something I would like to do, dude. One of those two. That's, I, I can vibe with that. That's something I'd like to do. Like a nice backpack, spend a week. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, dude. I'd lo- I'd love to go kill an elk in fucking Alaska, you know, or a moose in Alaska. Go do some. Uh, I mean, a grizzly wouldn't be bad in Alaska, but a moose in Alaska would be bomb. 
Especially yep. on a float hunt where the river, you can't mm. step off the river because it's so thick. You yeah. Know? <clears throat> That's definitely a dream hunt for me, but selfishly, dude, prairie dogs. I, I can't wait to get out west and just spend a week popping prairie yeah, dogs. You go bro. out to South Dakota, and they got some prairie dogs. I've got a strategy. I'm, I think I'm going to try and befriend a couple of ranch owners. They hate them. And then uh, maybe offer to do some work for a weekend, spend a week, but maybe help them out on the ranch for a day or two, and then there's a lifetime buddy, dude. You want right. to come out? I remember going down I-80 to right before Wall, South Dakota, and it was like the biggest prairie dogs like colony I've ever seen. And I was like, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, it was right before Wall on the north side of the highway on I-80. Because I remember looking, and I was like, those are all prairie dogs. Like you can see their holes. Like a mile, two mile wide. Oh, colony. easily. Damn. Easily, dude. That's a that's. Tell you what, dude. We'll have to hook that up where we take the. 22, 250, and the 204 out there. Yeah. And just fucking. I heard it's really easy to get permission out there to go shoot prairie dogs and coyotes. It is, dude. Yeah. Wyoming, I don't even think you need any sort of tag to shoot coyotes. No, they pretty much just say. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's something I have on my list, too. Do a hunt in Wyoming, maybe spend two weeks, get my hunt done, then spend a week just yapping dogs, dude. Yeah. Just fucking. It'd be cool. Do like a big game mule deer. Or mm-hmm. Be cool to go out there in South Dakota and stalk a mule deer. The only thing I'm worried about going out west calling predators is them cats, bro. And they got cats. A lot of them. Yeah. Have you ever seen any of the videos where those dudes are fucking walking back from hunting or whatever, and then all of a sudden there's a cat that's coming up on them? Yeah. And they're like talking shit to it, like, don't make me shoot you, you know? Some right. of them shoot at it. Some of them shoot warning rounds or whatever. Yeah. It's like... Oh no, I wouldn't I wouldn't go out west without a sidearm. No. You can't. No. You can't, dude. That, that's another thing. Like people worry about sidearms for self defense against people. That's one thing. Yeah. But bro, let's not forget that we're out in nature. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> like there's a lot more that wants to kill you than your fellow man. I mean definitely yeah. be scared of your fellow man. Right. Or not scared, but at least aware of oh. what they can do. But dude, a lion's gotta eat. And they oh, don't yeah. they don't discriminate. No. They don't size you up. They're not like, yeah, he's got that bang yeah. stick on his back. Yeah, you gotta be aware of your situation with fellow man, but out there you're fair game. Yeah, for everything. For everything. Yeah. Well, bro, I don't know how long you want to go. We're at two twenty. Oh, what? We but, can cut her off or we can Well, I don't know. You got a hard out? I I don't really have a hard out. I just Okay. We'll go a little longer then if you're cool with it. Alright. I just uh somewhere here around nine at the latest, I gotta get up so I can get, off. Yeah, get, gotcha. get some sort of food for the for the fam going. Um, so let me ask you this: totally off hunting topic. Okay. Favorite beer. Favorite beer. Oh Jesus! I would say, if you ever get a chance, Scotland Ale from Elma Brewery. Scotland Ale is a good one. It is. That's a good one. From ABC or like a mass-produced beer, Yingling. You run the Yingling, huh? I I love okay. Yingling. That's a good one. That's a good one. Give me top five or well, top three. That's not local craft. Not local craft. All right, Yingling, Coors Banquet. Coors Banquet's not bad. Bud Light, no homo. <laughs> 
It's not homo, it's trans. <laughs> no no transphobia. Uh Okay. Natural light. That's a good selection. Bush light. And bush light. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um I wasn't really prepared for this to give you my answer, so I'll just right off the top of my head. Um Guinness obviously is number one. Might not be obvious to you. I don't know if you know me that well, but Guinness, number one. I enjoy a good Heineken. I do enjoy a good Heineken. Michelob Amber Bach is up there. Uh, Two-Hearted Ale. Ooh, you like some darker beers, don't you? I have a different palate, for sure. And then uh, something that a lot of people like would would probably be uh, Blue Moon, Belgian White. I do like Blue Moons. So, yeah. Uh, Probably my favorite all-time beer is going to be... Epics Bad Baptist. Epics Bad Baptist. I've yep. never had it. Epic Brewery Bad Baptist. It's a stout. And bro, eh. you remember it's when Kid, you remember when Kid Rock had a beer out called Kick Ass? Yeah, dude, that shit was good. Was it? Yeah. All right, I'll take your word for it. I don't know if it still exists or not. I haven't seen it in forever, but I'll take your word for it. I I I can't remember if I had it or not. I've got a, a beer bottle collection. Because after a while, I was just like, I got to start remembering these beers. So I started keeping bottles. Yeah. There's some good ones. There's some good ones in there. But uh, as far as, like, ones people would be more familiar with, that's why. Sam Adams. I like a lot of Sam Adams stuff. Yeah. You know, their Porch Rocker is probably my favorite from them. Their Summer Ale is not bad. Cherry Wheat. Boston Lager. Yeah. You name it. Lime and Kugel's got some good stuff. I like your summer shanty a lot. Their summer shanty. Honestly, dude, probably my favorite if if I could only drink one beer ever again that wasn't Guinness, because it'd be very hard to deny Guinness. Which they don't make anymore, Lime and Kugels. They're pumpkin ale. Oh, I remember that. Bro. That was good. Dude, that I was could good. I could go through a twelve of that like no problem. Yeah. Like when when anybody releases their pumpkin ales, like uh, Sam Adams has a good one. It's called, I think it's called Jack O. That's a good one. Fucking uh, Elysian Brewery has a few pumpkins that are pretty good. Like any of the pumpkins are pretty good for the most part. Fucking, um, can't remember off the top of my head now. There's a pumpkin cider somebody does. Ace. Ace right. pumpkin cider. That's bomb. Good. Bro, that's bomb. That reminds me of like, you remember when they'd make pumpkin cider in school? Yep. It's like that. <laughs> but a little better. It's adulty. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So how about favorite whiskey? Do you prefer whiskey or bourbon? I am not really a bourbon or a whiskey drinker. Okay. So what's your hard liquor? Vodka. Vodka? Vodka. What's your favorite vodka? Uh, Tito's. Tito's? Yep. Okay. I I drink a lot of Bloody Marys. Okay. All right. That was going to be my follow-up question. What's your go-to mixed drink? Bloody Marys or Moscow Mules. The Moscow Mule, huh? Yep. A little ginger, a little lime. Yeah. You do it out of the copper? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How many of those could you put down? Oh, dude, probably enough. (laughs) Enough to tranquilize a horse. So definitely your favorite. Definitely my favorite. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's... I guess that answers all my questions I nice. have there. Mixed drinks, favorites. Not a whiskey or bourbon guy. Eh? I, no, I'm not. Huh. I just never really got into it. Might I ask why? 
Is it just like a taste thing or? I don't know. I just don't care for it. I just, <laughs> I just don't care for it. So nigga, listen, I just, I said, I don't like it. I don't like it. I've had it. I tried tur- wild turkey 101. Mm-hmm. I tried Buffalo Trace. Okay. I tried Jack Daniels, obviously, and Jim Bean, and neither one of them suit my fancy. Really? So, huh. I, am, I almost brought down some Honey Jack, because I figured you might uh, be a Honey Jack guy. No, I'm, I'm not much of a whiskey guy. Fair enough. Fair enough. If I was going to lean into vodka with you, I'd say uh, Grey Goose or Belvedere. Yep. My favorite. Good. Bacardi and Tito's. I also like gin. Gin's not bad. What's your favorite gin? There's this... It's called Ugly Dog. I've never heard of it. It's made in Michigan. Okay. And then the other one I like is called Iron Fish. I've heard of Iron Fish. I th- yeah. actually think I've had Iron Fish. It's pretty good. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, I know I have. Just with a tonic. I didn't have it straight. Yep. Uh, is that how you prefer it? Tonic water? Yep. Tonic water or there's a, there's a certain, it's kind of like a Moscow mule, but with gin. It's called a gin buck. And that's pretty good too, which is like lime juice and Sprite and oh, gin. Dude. Yeah, sold. Yeah. So why 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 uh, what do you like about the gin? It's just a little smoother to me. Okay. I don't know. I can vibe with that. I thought maybe you were gonna lean into the flavor a little bit. The uh, juniper berry. You take it straight. It's definitely piney. Yeah. But you mix it down with something. That berry comes out. Yep. Fuck, dude. Uh, Bombay. That blue sapphire? Yeah. There's something about it. That's good. There's been a couple Michigan crafts I've tried. Just like uh, go to the bar and you get a whiskey flight, throw some gin in it, whatever. Gotcha. Get a shot of gin. Can't remember what they are offhand, but there's some Michigan brews that are pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, For me, though, whiskey or bourbon, whiskey. It's whiskey. Yeah. I don't mind a good bourbon. Don't get me wrong. Sour mash, on point. But Honey Jack, dude. It's gonna be hard for me to turn down a honey jack. I gotcha. A lot of people like honey jack. Dude, I got a I got a drink for you to try this fall. It's definitely seasonal. Go to a go to a cider mill like Uncle John's or Phillips. I gotcha. Somebody that's gonna make a good cider. It's mm-hmm. got some pulp. Okay. Get you some cider mm-hmm. and a cinnamon whiskey, whether it's Fireball, Tennessee Fire. I'll try it. Put a shot of that in a solo cup or a glass. If we're going to be classy. Gotcha. To taste, but start with one shot. Do just like, have you ever had spiced cider? I have. You like it? I do. There you go. All right. I call them hot, cold ciders. And I'll be fucked up all fall if I don't fucking pump the brakes, dude. Because there's, (laughs) seriously, dude, there's something about fall. Like when those pumpkins come out, those pumpkin beers, and then the cider starts pouring, dude. It's like, I've always wanted to be a whiskey and cigar guy. And be like a real man, but I can't stand whiskey, but I do like mother of earth cigars. Dude, Jen, Jen will put some hair on your chest, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, listen, listen. <laughs> whiskey and cigars don't make you an American man. It makes me, a, makes me feel like a man. Bourbon, bourbon maybe, because that's more American, I think, than yeah. anything. But, um, so cigars, what's your favorite cigar? Mother of earth. Mother of earth. Is that a brand or is that a line? It's a line. I honestly can't tell you the brand, but I know they sell them in Mount Pleasant in the smoke shop there. Okay. <laughs> they they got like a blue label. <laughs> okay. Yep. Is it a Maduro, like a dark dark leaf? Yeah. Yep. It's got a lot of flavor to it, a lot of earthy tones. Mm-hmm. 
Tell you what, dude. Uh, have you ever tried uh, Primo Del Rey? I have not. It's like a it's a lighter cigar, light leaf. I like it. I like those. But if I'm gonna off the top of my head, favorite cigar, Romeo e Julieta. I got you, Romeo e Julieta. So you pick a nice Maduro Romeo e Julieta. I think it's the 1941s are the ones I really like. You can get them long, short, fat. I prefer the prefer the mid length because the longer ones they start to lose flavor about halfway through. All that long leaf. So do you plug them or do you like do you take a plug out of the top or do you hit I, them with the guillotine? I hit them with the guillotine. Damn. Yep. That might be my problem. I've tried them guillotined. Not the biggest fan. I like yeah. the plug. Yep. Clip them. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah, that might that might be my uh, my problem with losing flavor through a Romeo and Julieta. Because it's all coming through that plug. Yeah. You know, all drawn in the same spot. Damn, man. So when do you like a cigar? Every now and I mean, special occasions, sitting around a bonfire. Okay. Sitting at a bar. <laughs> Outside the bar now. Uh, sir, I need you to put that out. Fuck you. I'm yeah, at the bar. This is a special occasion. Smoking. <laughs> Yep. Victory, shoot a big buck, catch a big fish. Mm-hmm. Celebration. Or when the black flies or the no seams are out mm. yeah, in the UP, oh, man, cigar is the only way to really get rid of them. It is, dude. Like, you either got to put up with them or you got to put up with your skin burning from 100% deep. Yeah. In which, even then, they're you're getting bit. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. You ever go trout fishing in the UP when the no seams are out? Cigar and a here, head net. Here in a month, bro. Oh, yeah. Here in a month. Yep. Yeah, we're, uh, I actually got a bachelor trip we're planning, uh, second week of July. And, uh, that's the only thing I'm fearing. Yeah. Black flies, because we're thinking we're going to hike, uh, pictured rocks. Gotcha. Maybe do some rock hounding. Uh huh. A couple other things. Maybe get, sneak some fishing in, that type shit. But. Yep. Probably going to be like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing. So really only have Friday and Saturday to really knock everything out. So You're not too far from the Fox River at that point. No. And that's like the worst no-seam experience I've ever had was on that river, man. They Tell me about it. Can't even stand it. Like you just, I went and sat in the truck. Like couldn't even stand it. Like it was so bad. Damn. Like it just swarm you. Terrible. Bring a head net. Yep. Bring plenty of cigars. Yep. Because if you go trout fishing on their, like, prime time. Wear pants. Wear pants. Yeah. Well, if you're if we're in the water, waders, obviously. Not obviously. Well, they don't give a shit. No. Yeah, they don't <laughs> give a fuck regardless. Dude. Open skin, yeah. fair game. Ever have them get, like, up your sleeves and shit? Oh, yeah, dude. They go for your eyes. Yeah. That's, like, that's the, the worst part, yeah, dude. they go for your eyes. Yeah, eyes and ears, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something about that, dude, that, like, you come back home and you're glad you're, like, swatting away mosquitoes. Yeah. Like, the black flies, dude. Oh, my oh God. They're terrible. They, like, they get glued to you. Yeah. You can't fight them off enough. Yeah, they're terrible. I don't know why I hate worse. The black flies actually bite you, but the no are just millions. Yeah. And they don't leave you alone. They will not leave you alone. Personally, dude, I, if I had to choose, the black flies are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Because you know how they eat, dude. They're slashing lappers. Yeah. They don't fucking drill a hole in you like a mosquito or like a no or even a tick. They just yep. rip you open and then they lap at the blood. Yep. It's like that's the 
shittiest way to fucking eat. <laughs> it's a drive-by. Yeah, literally, <laughs> <a> dude. <laughs> and it doesn't take them long. Like, people fuck around. They get mad at horse flies or deer flies down here, but, dude. Yeah. Those black flies. Deer flies suck, but them black flies are worse. Yeah, in numbers. I don't, the bites are probably about the same, but in numbers, yeah. dude, you know you're getting bit. Yeah. Yeah. You're, there ain't no avoiding them. Once you get in the black flies, you're going to deal. You're going to deal with it. Yeah. Like deer, deer fly, you can back up against a tree. Yeah. Once he can't circle you, you know, he gets pissed off, go somewhere else. But black flies don't give a fuck. Yeah. They'll land on the tree and wait for you to move, you know. Mm-hmm. Annoying. Annoying. So, uh, trout fishing. Well, actually, fly tying. We'll go a little bit longer here. I'm hey. keeping keep my eye on the time. We can run about 10 minutes to fly tying. If, I got you. Unless, unless you I'm got anything a, else I'm you want to cover. Di- I'm not a fly dyer. No? Uh, nope, I'm not. So if you want to. Oh, I, I thought you were. I thought you were. <laughs> I run flies. I run streamers. Okay. Browns? Browns. Even brookies, Big maybe. old articulated flies. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, you ever fuck with dry flies? I have for like the hex hatch and stuff. That's it? That's it. Not much of a fly fisherman. Really? I do Jeez. here and there. Jeez. I'm I'm decent at it. I'm decent. <laughs> I'm not gonna go off and say I'm like Hemingway or some shit, yeah, you know. Yeah. But... Master Angler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I prefer uh I prefer the dry flies, man. They're fun. I like I like going for the hex hatch when they when you're listening for them. Mm-hmm. It's dark Snapping out. on the water. And then you're oh, there's you don't even like fish the holes. You know, you just listen for wherever they're the rising. You know, yeah, they're literally anywhere in the in the river. Yep, because those hexes are all over the fucking yeah, surface. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, nuts. I mean, that gets annoying too. Can't see. They're hitting yeah, you in the face least, with your at least at least at least they ain't biting you though. They're just kind of right. landing on you, hitting you in the face. Yep, yep. That's uh, I like parachutes, man. Yeah. Like dropping a little parachute, maybe size 10. Yep. You know what I mean? Little Adams. Yep. Float that over a hole, then yep. all of a sudden, fucking snap. It's like, ah, missed him. Drop it back over the hole, you get him again. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck yeah. It's like bass. I run an Adams as a trailer behind a hex fly. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's wise. Mm hmm. You tie to the shank, or do you try and fit? Yeah, uh, double clinch knot to the shank. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's good shit. Yep. God damn, man. That just brings back memories of being on the river. <laughs> God damn. I cannot wait. What do you think of my little my little hole? Your hole? My little hole. Dude, I like it. The, I think it's too wide for Well, I mean for what it is, but it was just a quick out of the scrap then. Yeah, like you said, you weren't going to scale. No. Um I I do like the concept. Yep. The only thing I would probably give you critique on, we're looking at a hall he built here. I would probably re- reverse chine down here. Mm-hmm. So you'd have a, you know, negative bend. And then if, this is going to be a jet boat. It's going to be a jet boat. Your delta right in here. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. That's it. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking for the next one, I was going to make like a little flat V. Yep. But I still wanted that V because a V will actually give you more up. On plane, yeah, yep. Then, and it breaks through waves better. Yeah, cuts cuts current a lot better because they don't got a shaft. They have a yeah, it's basically a surface drive propulsion. Yeah, but yeah, that's the only thing I would I would uh, critique on that is put your delta in here, which would be your triangle you're talking about. Keep the V nose. Yep, and then uh, just reverse chines so that you actually create a cushion when you're on plane. Yep, you're shooting that water down, which is giving you a little more lift. I got you. You know. 
Wish I can send you some shit. Like I said, man, yeah, we yeah. uh, I got a I got a bunch of shit. It's kind of what I've been. I'm gonna put a little light bar in there if you can kind of imagine that flat spot. Oh fuck yeah! Like yeah, I'm just worried they'll tell me it looks too much like a wood a Woodridge Alaskan. Fuck them. Fuck them. I've been pushing it for about 2014. That's how as long as I've been researching it and mm-hmm. designing halls or trying to come up with a decent haul. I gotta get my shop built first. Mm-hmm. But we're getting there. But we're close. Breaking ground. Breaking close to breaking ground. Yeah, I got everything, all the dead trees and stuff cleared out. And no shit. Basically, I'm kind of just waiting for the the market to crash a little bit. And yep. Get the building materials. Yep. Yep. So how big's your shop gonna be? I'm gonna go. I'm thinking forty by sixty. That's a good start. Good start. That's a hell of a start. Yep. And I figure if it gets bigger than that, then I can afford to buy a bigger. Yeah. Dude, um, Monster Airboats, for the longest time, they were building in something pretty close to that. Might have been uh, 60 by 80. Yeah. And they're building 22, 24-foot airboats in it. Yeah, I'm figuring I'm not going to go bigger than 20. Yeah. Especially when you're building mainly jet boats, right? Yeah. What are you thinking? 20-foot tops, you said? 20-foot tops. Yeah, so you figure you fit too wide. No. I'm thinking about 110 wide. Yeah. Which yeah. is big. That's big, but, but... I mean, think about it, dude. Like, you're talking across the beam? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you're probably looking at 84 at the bottom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right around there. Yeah, that's... That's a good... I figure... That's a good haul. An 18 would be an 80, roughly. Mm-hmm. So a 20 would have to be about 110. Wouldn't have to be, but... If you want to maximize you displacement. Have some buoyancy, yeah. yeah. And honestly, dude, the advantage of a jet boat is uh is a lot lighter. It is. You know what I mean? Depending on like the power head you go with and everything, like if you get like a Scott water jet that's made for like sprint jets, that's yeah. gonna be a little bigger, a little heavier, but yeah. just for your basic I mean we'll get there. Stick without boards for now and then Right. And then get to fucking Yeah. But again, dude, something like that's perfect for an outboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was planning. You know, like, you can see the transom here. Mm-hmm. Outboard. I didn't cut a jet tunnel because some dude that's like hardcore in the West Coast was talking about how jet tunnels will actually lower it, even though you get more pickup earlier. Less displacement. Less displacement. You can get on plane easier without the jet tunnel, and you actually gain buoyancy without the jet tunnel. Well, the other thing, too, is you got to remember that tunnel... I mean, you're, there's a little bit of science that goes into it, but you're you're basically creating a suction between yep. your intake and the water surface. Yep. You're giving yourself a little little spot. That you get more hookup. Right, exactly. But when you're up on plane, you're actually sinking into that tunnel. Yeah. That, that tunnel becomes suction, and it sucks you down that much further in the water. Yeah. Which, if it's an inch... That's a lot when you're running in five inches of water. It is. You know, so. And it happens quite often. Yeah. And you don't want to lose 20% of your draft just because you've yeah. got a tunnel, you mm-hmm. know, so. Especially if you're in, your, you're in rocky bottom. You're not worried about sucking anything up, but. Oh, man, it rocks, sucks, though. You know. Yeah, it goes right into your jet pump. Yeah. Well, I've, I've dug them out. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seized a, I an, have, an impeller? I have and seized an impeller, and it sucks. Yeah. On the dude. river. Taking that impeller out on the river and. Digging out rocks, 
sucks. Yeah, man. Fuck that. Then you, I did the 4th of July, like in 2014, 15, something like that. On the 4th? Uh-huh. What were you doing on the 4th? Partying. Oh, okay. Well, it was all them tubers and stuff, and they have a big, like, 4th of July thing on the Manistee River. Mm-hmm. And all these, like, uh, I don't want to say yuppies. Slickers. Slickers come out. <laughs> <laughs> Dude bros. Yeah, that's their idea of. And I did it right in fucking front of them. It's like, you're in a tube, dude. Shut up. Yeah, what the fuck? I did it because you didn't get out of the way. (laughs) They're floating with the cooler thinking they were on the river. Yep. Uh, Dude, that shit annoys me, dude. That shit annoys me. You ever do any bow fishing? No. No? We'll have to see if we can't trade a boat ride for a boat ride here. We'll do it. If we can get uh, the airboat out this summer. Take your salmon fishing if you want take me bow fishing yeah that's fair trade sounds good fair trade big old skein balls for them mm-hmm. you mentioned the kraken the kraken mm-hmm. that shit's real what'd you want oh okay yeah it is as so they actually found a you ever seen an octopus den yeah they actually kind of like put things around them like they're Fish. Decorating or whatever. Yeah, they decorate their like in a circle, like a perfect circle. Mm-hmm. In the in Nevada, they found what appears to be an octopus den, but with like the dinosaur bones around it. What? Yeah, dude. Like, can you imagine? Like the Loch Ness monster looking fucking things. Can you imagine? Yeah. So obviously, you can't find octopus fossils because they're invertebrates. Right. You so might find I, the beaks. To me, to me, what else could it be, have to be a giant octopus? Dude, you know, look into this, but they have found fossilized uh, suction cups mm-hmm. that are massive. Yeah. Like, fucking massive. Yeah. So, I think maybe the beak would fossilize. I don't know, though, because I think I that's keratin know. mainly. I know. That's something I'll have to dig into a little more. Yep. Kraken octopus den in Nevada. Yep, in Nevada. In the desert of Nevada, they found an octopus den, what appears to be identical to, like, a large octopus den, except for it's so massive it's got the paleosaurs or... Yeah, dude. Like, like the Loch Ness Monster-looking thing, whatever that's called. Oh, fuck. Plesiosaurs, maybe? Yeah, you might be right. Something like that. Holy shit. In a perfect circle, like an octopus would do it. Damn, dude. Yeah, when you when you mentioned Kraken earlier, I thought you were talking about my old boats. Oh. That's what I called them. Kraken oh. and Kraken 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kraken. The Kraken, the, the monster. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. That's actually what the boats were named after. Well, two reasons. I like Kraken, too. Rum. Mm-hmm. Love Kraken rum. Didn't even talk about rum. Love Kraken rum. But also, the only thing I could imagine being a fish... Having something float over you, then just like all those lines going in the water, the oh, arrows yeah. pulling them out, mm-hmm. it's got to feel like a kraken. And, and from a distance from underneath, it's got to look kind of like a kraken, all those arrows just reaching in, grabbing fish for out sure. of the water. So yeah. I was like, that's a good name for it. So yeah, that's what I was thinking. But no, you're talking fucking 700 foot octopus wingspan, oh, you know? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn, bro. You think any of those stuck around? I mean, shit, 90% of the Earth or 85% of the Earth's ocean. That's true. Why wouldn't there be a crack in? There's sailors, dudes out in the ocean 
their whole lives saying. Especially in the 14, 1500s. Yeah, saying they've seen krakens take down wooden ships and shit. Could they have seen a giant squid floating and exaggerated that shit? Maybe. But. Yeah, I mean, I imagine if you're in the 1400s and there's a giant squid and then your ship goes through it. Yeah. And I know you floated through seaweed and all that shit's lapping up on the side. It probably looks like it's attacking you. But the way that they're. There's not only the long mythology, but even the paintings from these guys coming back from sea and they're like, the tentacles are engulfing the ship. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. And there's a lot of those. There's some weird sea creatures out there, but there's a lot of cracking, Mm -hmm. like, tails. So, I think it's possible, man. I mean, think about it. I mean, how deep's the Mariana Trench, you know, that... You can't fucking even get a submarine down there to look at it. No. What was that, like three miles deep, something like that? Yeah. 16,000 feet? Dude, did you know that they say that the bottom of the ocean is, in those areas, is like, they don't really know how deep it is because there's such a layer of, like, uh, organic material that just floats down from the top. It's, like, really mucky. So they don't really know how deep it is because really? it could it could be even deeper than what their sonar says it is. Right, because that's coming off the surface of that muck. So it could be hundreds of feet deeper just yeah. of all that organic material. For sure, that's wild. Fucking nuts, man! They actually just found um. They marked one of the deepest fish, actually the deepest fish ever. They found. I can't remember how deep it was. Oh, fuck. God damn it! I had the name of it right on the tip of my tongue. Yep. And I think they found it at 16,000 feet, maybe 18,000 feet. Have to look that up, too. Deepest fish ever recorded. Yeah. And there's a video of them swimming along. No shit. And, like, when you look at the bottom of the ocean, you're just like, that's not sand. It's just like muck, dude. Muck. And, yeah. like, you can see, like, when they're swimming, they're stirring this shit up. It's like, Yeah. Dude. So, one last quick thing to end on. And then I'll let you plug whatever you want to plug, but. On that note, you know, maybe some, maybe all that muck has encapsulated some vessels. So you know how they're doing LIDAR from space and they're looking into the jungles, finding all these cities? Yeah. Two things, I guess, we'll end on. What if they could do LIDAR across this, this bottom, the surface layer of the bottom of the ocean and kind of see what's down there? I think they'd find some shit. I mean. I think they'd at least find some ships. Yeah, ships. Any, a lot of shit, you know, maybe yeah. Atlantis. Atlantis. Some, I, something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of ships, Gordon Lightfoot's dead. Mm. Yep. Yeah, you did want to talk about I the... Did. Uh, the O.M. and Fitzgerald. Yeah. So what do you know? What do I know? So I think that I think that Edmund Fitzgerald bottomed out off from the 20 Fathoms show off from Caribou Island. Okay. We tracked it in captain's class. There's a 20 fathom shoal coming off the Caribou Island, and he was hugging Caribou Island and used it as a wind block. Yep. And there's 25 foot seas that day. So oh. 25 foot seas is yeah. up and down 25 feet yeah. from sea level. So it can be 20 negative 25. Yeah, peak or, to valley. Or above 25. Yeah. That ship was made to carry 26,000 tons. Of iron ore. Which they loaded more? up to 28,000 tons of iron ore. So I had a deeper so draft. So the draft was even deeper. So you got to think, it's going up and down 25 feet. I think it smacked that shoal and 
broke in half. That makes sense. Yep. I know the original theory was that it got caught between two crusts, right? Yep. There's that, and the other theory is is that someone didn't, like, tighten the hatches. That's not a bad theory. And it just filled up with water. But, but you got to figure that those motherfuckers have been sailing a long time. They knew the risks. Oh, yeah. I just, I feel like it bottomed out. I do this. I like that. That makes a lot more sense. That makes a lot more sense, honestly, because it's made to withstand 26,000 tons and draft. Yep. And be between two crests. Now, maybe not peaked where it's elevated 20 foot between two crests, but it's made right. to be, like, you, the bottom of the hull wouldn't be out of the water if the bow and the stern were at the peak of a crest that was yep. 20 foot. I mean, that bitch was deep. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the bottom of the hull and the center would still be on the surface of the water, which would be displacement. Right. So to me, that does make more sense that it bottomed out because the impact. Like when they talk about crest to crest, you got to assume 40 foot crests. I, I assume the bow hit the bottom mm-hmm. and the stern was up the top. And then the bow never rose back up with the wave and it just kind of. Yeah. And then all you know, that weight, the water's not pushed, allowing it to come up. Pushed itself over. That makes a lot more sense, man. That does. But we'll never find out because the Canadians made it a burial ground, so you can't. You know, there's still bodies down there. Yeah, they've sent down uh, one of those deep sea rovers, and they've found there's bodies. Yeah, there's they're laying on the floor next to it. Yeah, they found a couple of them, and you can see it's sad, dude, because you can see them in their orange life vest and yeah, shit, it, and that water's so cold it preserves them. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's, there's nothing one, in there to eat them. There's one by Isle Royale. I forget the name of the ship, but they call him Old Whitey. And he's this was, this wreck is like eighteen hundreds, and he's still preserved. Holy it's so fuck. cold, yeah. Well, you got to figure. I think the average water temps like forty degrees. Yeah, or like forty two, mm-hmm. something like that. Putting them in a freezer, and then with low oxygen. Exactly. I was just gonna say they're at the bottom. There's a low oxygen content. Really, the only time it peaks is in the summer, and that's just because you have a little bit more heat. And then you've got all that water, that turbulence from the winds. But come November, dude, like, there's st- there's still a lot of gales, but the air temperature is not warm enough to put oxygen into the water. Yeah. So it's like, and then if you're down 200, 300 foot, that surface disturbance isn't dissipating or distributing that oxygen, you know. And there's nothing in there that's going to eat them. No. What do you got, lake trout? Lake trout, white yeah. fish, white fish. They <laughs> eat the breeze off them if they ever rot. Right, but they won't. That's they the won't thing. because if they ever decompose, they're gonna float. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's so many missing people out in the Great Lakes because it's so cold. They never decompose the bloat, the float. Right. I guess other than Huron, Huron probably gets warmer in the Bay Area. That's a pretty shallow uh, yeah, area. I mean, Saginaw Bay is about 25 foot most yeah. at the most. Yeah, I was going to say 20, 25 foot. So that's, but here's the other thing, dude. We we can add in any time you want, but I just wanted to say a little of the, of the science on why the Great Lakes is so dangerous shipping. Yeah. You don't have salt. No. There's no buoyancy. There's, There's no, no buoyancy. added buoyancy. It's just straight up water you're fighting. Yep. So like ocean freighters, as you know, salt water is more buoyant. Yep. They're a little safer. The waves aren't going to rock them as hard because there's more buoyancy going in. 
doesn't matter how much you ballast in the Great Lakes or anything like that. You're at the mercy of pure water. Yeah. Which is why, you know, obviously the ships can't carry as much cargo, even though they carry a lot. They do. They're, mm-hmm. you know, their payload isn't rated for as high. The waters are a lot scarier because of that, dude. There's no added buoyancy from the salinity. Yep, and that's that's very true also. Just like if you go to Salt Lake City, Utah, it's super buoyant because that water is really salty. salty. Fuck, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, you got anything you want to plug? Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter? Man, I ain't got nothing, you know. <laughs> All right. No, no worries, bro. No worries. Yep. Well, Maybe so- next time I'll have something. But Hell yeah. Well, uh, especially when you break ground, dude, you'll have to come back on or when you start building shit, even before then, dude, you're yep. more than welcome to come back on. I had a blast. We could probably keep talking. We could. We didn't really even dig into fishing much, so next yep. time that's no, what we're going to do. We're fishing. Hell yeah. All right, bro. Well, I All appreciate right. it. Yep. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Whistlepig. If you would like to support this podcast, please like and subscribe, rate and review, and follow on social media at Whistlepig Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can email questions or comments to whistlepigpodcast at gmx.com. That's G as in girl, M as in man, X as in x-ray.com. And until you hear from me again, get outside, take a kid with you, and stay free.